Hi, everybody. Welcome to Artifice episode 41. It's the second episode in my Dallas series. Um, so if you missed last week, um, back in November, I went to Dallas and recorded five interviews there with some amazing Dallas-based artists. Um, and those will be rolling out all of this month and one into February. Um, I'm really excited about all of these interviews. And I also just wanted to take a second in this intro to um, just give a little plug for my single that's coming out this Friday. Um, I think this might be the first like official announcement that I've made um, about something that isn't specifically podcast related, but that is Emily related. Um, there will be more because I've got all kinds of stuff rolling out for my album this spring. Um, so... Uh, my first release is not officially a part of the album, but I am nevertheless extremely excited about it. It's my super moody and vibey cover of Billy Joel's The Stranger, which uh, is in the Masks theme. Masks is the title of my new album, and it's kind of related to Artifice, too. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm into these themes generally. Um, but you can find my new single on Friday, January 17th um, on Spotify, on Apple Music, on Amazon, pretty much anywhere that you want to listen to music, you can find it. Um, and I'd love for you to listen, and I would really love for you to let me know if you liked it, um, and actually maybe I'll just say here, this is kind of, this is like a secret teaser. I'm not posting this anywhere, but in the middle of the song, there is a sample of yet another song. I won't say the title of it, but within the stranger, um, is a sample of another awesome, famous, popular song sneaked in there. So, um, you know, listen to The Stranger and then let me know what you think of the other song that I s sneaked into the middle. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Happy New Year again. It's We're in the middle of January now, which is insane. Um, today's episode is with fashion designer Michael Krigger. Um, I'm going to read you Michael's bio right now. Michael studied fashion design at the University of North Texas, earning his Bachelor of Fine Arts in May 2011. He began pursuing his Master of Fine Arts in fashion design at UNT. During his undergraduate career, Michael studied haute couture. He told me it's haute, no H, haute couture sewing techniques in Paris, France. He has been recognized in several design competitions and finds his passion in tailoring and construction. And then this is just a quote about um, the store that Michael owns uh, with his business partner, Mario, they said, for us, Petite Atelier is about bringing back some of the charm of the original ateliers of Paris before all the big couture houses came into play. That teaching people about fashion and passing on what we've learned thus far. And they also have um, a fabric store called Tissou. Um, yeah. So here comes my conversation with Michael. Enjoy. Sometimes art feels like magic, pure, visionary, and sometimes it's brought to you in part by focus groups and algorithms. And the makers of art are no different. We're creatives, sure, but we're also salespeople. We need imagination and imitation. We need deep, meaningful connections, but we also have to network. Yep, even if you're an introvert. And that's my point. 
Balancing vulnerability with veneer is tricky, and it's a struggle we don't often share. So let's share. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. Today's episode of Artifice is brought to you by Wash Wizard. Wash Wizard is a cool little sphere that uses bioceramic technology to wash your clothes. I'm always looking for new eco-friendly products that are also useful and effective, and Wash Wizard definitely checks those boxes. A few months ago, I bought one for our home and we've been loving it, so I reached out to Wash Wizard to ask for a promo code for my listeners. Wash Wizard completely replaces laundry detergent and lasts for 1,500 loads of laundry. It's great for sensitive skin, it eliminates odor, bacteria, and mildew, and it reduces rust and lime buildup in your washing machine. Head to shop.getwashwizard.com and enter promo code ARTIFICE20, that's all caps, A-R-T-I-F-I-C-E-2-0, for 20% off your purchase today. I'll tell you. I'm glad it's not a video video podcast. I would never put myself through that. Okay, good. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, really, like anything that you, so I'll like, you know, ask you questions, but if there's anything that you're like, you know, I've been thinking about whatever other related topic, I will follow you on any tangents that feel right to you. Oh, God. So, <laughs> we could be here all night. Uh, we can't because <laughs> I will start getting tired and I will turn into a pumpkin. Uh, you know when you're like traveling and you, you get like... You'll turn into a pumpkin? I'll turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> um, I might leave a few glass slippers. Okay. Elsewhere, but... Okay. Um, yeah, so um, so I'll tell you if the uh, if the mic's getting too, down. Too low. And, yeah, otherwise, like, I think we're great. So. Okay. Um, so I like to start with people at the very beginning and ask, what were you like as a creative child? What were you getting into as tiny baby Michael? Oh, God. Um, I've heard several different versions. I mean, who knows? I, I loved Wonder Woman. Yeah. Well, I was sp- <laughs> I was spying on your Facebook page yeah. and you still love Wonder Woman. I, still, I do still love Wonder Woman. <laughs> I still have an affinity for Wonder Woman. Um, specifically Linda Carter. Yeah. I mean, not her. I'm, that sounds very stalker. You just mean like the... Who she played. Wonder yeah. Woman as played by. Right. Yeah. Yes, as played by. Um, and, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I still love Wonder Woman. Uh, anything really DC. Yeah. Um, you And you, you just mean you were inspired by like the stories yeah, and the, the stories and the, visual. And, and the yeah. belief that there was always, you know, this good versus evil yeah. kind of thing. And that the guy, good guys always won somehow in yeah. the end and <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. Um, plus it wasn't scary. Like, yeah. I mean, every, all of my friends grew up on like horror movies and stuff and I couldn't stand them. Yeah. You I mean, just like, li- liked things that were light, light and colorful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like I could sit in a room and freak myself out. I don't need any yeah. external simulation. Dude, I'm so the same way. <laughs> like I, when I, I totally have that kind of imagination where like I can work myself into like a full on mm-hmm. panic. Yeah. Actually, like just a couple of weeks ago, I had the most embarrassing thing happened to me. I was driving to a gig at the St. Regis Hotel in Park City, and I just had this like, I had this like pain in my side, and it was not even a bad pain. It was just a weird pain, <laughs> and I thought like, maybe I have appendicitis. appendicitis of course, yeah. and I like made myself pass out. Like I had to pull over on the side of the freeway because I was like, I was fainting, yeah. just from like imagining. That I could have appendicitis. And you were on driving in a car by yourself. Yeah. And yeah. that's the kind of imagination that I had as a child as well. Um, hashtag anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
go to the doctor <laughs> yeah. early. So, so when you were little, like, I mean, I, I interview a lot of different kinds of artists and a lot of people say that the beginning of their creativity was just like play and pretend. And it was more like how they were kind of consuming the creative media around them. So, but when did you start like, like doing more stuff that you were kind of like at the helm of creatively, just, but as you know, as a um, I kid. started drawing and painting, which is where I think, I guess everything started yeah. um, when I was very small. My dad I uh, was a landscape architect. He went to cool. A&M for it. So he always had drafting stuff out and yeah. paint and all that stuff. But he actually encouraged it. Most That's of the awesome. Time. So, um, and on my mom's side, uh, my grandfather was really good at painting, but he was, an, he was a surgeon. So yeah. he didn't really ever yeah. get to do it before he was in medical school. But it um, was val- It was like in the family value system. Yeah, so system. it came from, from both sides. Yeah. Um, and I kind of... I was the last grandchild on both sides. I had a okay. really big family on my mom's side and yeah. not a pretty small one on my dad's side, but um so I was the baby. Yeah. I kind of was overprotected and looked over at the same time. Yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So I kind yeah. of just got to like I mean, isn't that like the classic like, you know, everybody's like a little bit extra protective of you but also like eh, missing yeah. missing everything you're doing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So until it was too late. Like you know, I would get caught when it was way too late. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I kind of had free reign. Yeah. I and mean, I, you know, what, uh, what other kinds of stuff were you getting into? So you were drawing, I was like, drawing and painting and I was what playing ki- Wonder Woman and Super Friends, you know, yeah. out in the, the what? St- running around the neighborhood. And were stuff. you drawing also like comics or of like, course. yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's one of the, uh, very first things that I think that anybody saved, it was a picture of Wonder Woman. Yeah. She's your muse. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Mario's even said that that was probably the reason that I got into fashion design, just because of the clothes and stuff. That I mean, I I don't know very much about fashion, but I will enjoy a movie like for, right. like, the that can be enough for me. Yeah, I mean, my back to it, they are going to think I'm a stalker, but <laughs> Linda Carter's wardrobe on Wonder Woman rocked. I mean, she had cashmere and yeah. wool and it was no polyester and silk and like you know, that kind of stuff. I haven't seen it. I know. So you have to be really careful. It's not good to go back and watch. Like, Yeah, you got to watch it when it's happening yeah, or I mean, if you, like, in retrospect. Only, only the, um, the modern day version, like the ones yeah. So it was moved to channels or whatever and it what was updated to the late 70s yeah. and it was full in late 70s. Like you can't really rewatch that one yeah. and enjoy it unless <laughs> yeah. you're on a plethora of yeah, on things. things. Yeah. And so the 1940, the first season though was the very best, I think. Yeah. It was the 1940s version. So it's kind of, it's shot in a way that it, you don't can't tell that it yeah is from the seventies really mm. I mean there's some yeah. things but just the way that they had it styled and all that stuff it was just it's pretty classic it like kind of caught your attention even as yeah like a I mean kid. it just you know and then I think I really do think that a lot of my whole design career was trying to figure out how they made that costume yeah for her. <laughs> because she's not a small woman I mean yeah. she's five eleven without heels and. And athletic, yeah. probably, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I think that that was a lot of it. Is that what I wanted to figure like, out how, how they did they did it. make? How and did they like, do it? like, what for yourself? And I'm like, no, I, I just, just need to, to understand. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so you were drawing and painting, and like you know, playing and pretending. And a big thing is too also that my um, grandmother and my uncle on my dad's side owned a high end boutique in okay. my hometown, and yeah. so I grew up around that kind of environment, the yeah. fashion environment. 
my whole life. Yeah. I just really didn't know it. Like I didn't yeah. realize it. So it's so easy to take that kind of thing for granted. Right. I feel like so many of the people that I talk to, like as they are telling their story, I'm going like, that's so unique. Like that's so, and I'll say like, well, that's kind of a crazy opportunity you had. And they'll be like, Oh, I guess, you know, it's, yeah, I guess so. yeah it's, yeah. it's weird to kind of, I think that's an important thing to talk about with artists in general. Like it's so we, we all, we get hard on ourselves and it's really easy to focus on like the stuff that you, that you're not great at right. and totally take for granted the stuff that, that you can do. is just like easy and natural. And I think that it's because we don't like admitting that we can't do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody has a medium that yeah. they're, that they're, they excel in. Yeah. Um, and I will say for myself that it's not that I may not be great at it at the beginning, but if I work at it, yeah, you can learn. Yeah. Um, so it's like people are like, I can't sell it. I'm like, yes, you can. Yeah. You just also, <laughs> sometimes when people say that things like that to me, like if they're like, why, well, you know, I can't sing. And I just think like, oh, uh, or sometimes I'll say to my, no, it's the same. I'm, I swear mm -hmm. it is the no, same. I'm gonna have to. I, I'm as a teacher. I, I am prepared to argue this, but I will, I will tell people like, well, of course you can't, you've never practiced, you know? Yeah. But there's, I mean, I, I'm, I, there is a tape recording of me somewhere at Six Flags out there. And I swear to God, <laughs> if it turns up, I'll kill anybody that has it. But like in fifth grade, yeah. it was a dirty dancing. I'm telling you, anyone can learn. Wailed that song, I it have, was horrid. I've seen people, I've watched before my eyes, people go from being like fairly tone deaf to being like Okay, well, I was cast in musicals <laughs> in high school and right after. <laughs> And one of the leads that I would have to sing speak my role. Yeah. <laughs> because the choir person, the director would like try and work with me and they're like, yeah. mm -mm, you well, just have to speak. I'll also say people with choral ed degrees are not always great private voice <laughs> teachers. It's a different medium. You uh, know, yeah. your instrument is like the choir. I Sometimes they are, but not always. Um, yeah, but I can't. I'm, no. Well, don't ever ask me to sing on your podcast. I won't ever ask you to bad. sing on my podcast, <laughs> very, very bad. but I will ask you to talk to me about when you started sewing or like, or like just what happened between like, you know, you're starting to be creative and then like, you know, as you're kind of getting older, right. be developing like a skill set. Um, funny enough, I did not actually sew anything ever until college. Until college? Yeah. <laughs> or right before. So, um, my mom had, um, a necky. Uh, machine that her, my grandfather got for her in Switzerland. He thought it was this really fancy, nice thing. And it was horrid. It was an awful machine. Aside from the fact that she hated it, she she was a um, she was a tomboy and yeah. liked playing golf um, and being outside. And she had a horrible, horrible home ec teacher. Your mom, okay. my mom, yeah, yeah in in high school, um, and she just hated it. Yeah, like she would rather. I'd, I don't know what she would rather do, but she did not like it. Yeah. Um, and anytime she ever had to get anything, like to sew anything, it was yeah. like this plethora of cuss words followed by yeah. frustration. And like, I think my mom <laughs> felt similarly about her sewing machine. But like I, she could do it, but it was like, mm, yeah. And I think that it all not. goes back to the way that you're taught. Yeah. But my grandmother, my mom's mom, did a lot of hand sewing and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of watched her. And then my grandmother that owned the boutique, actually um she didn't sew either she had a machine and everything but she yeah. hated it also <laughs> interesting well i feel like there's a lot of women in that generation who like were made Forced. to sew yeah. and then like yeah i mean 
if if it's not something you can choose and it's not something you're interested in. But I wish that I had been exposed to it. Yeah. Earlier. And you could have been. Like I it was right there. would have been like, yeah. you know, I don't more, know. More advanced. Yeah. And I've been, I mean, I, it um, came about just because... Oh, you got to quit talking about this out loud. It, I'm so, not, listen, you can talk about Wonder Woman as know, much as you want. But it sounds so silly. <laughs> um, so right, a couple of years before college, um, somebody mentioned to me that about the Linda Carter Wonder Woman doll um, that was out like when I was a kid, like in the late 70s. Yeah. And I'd forgotten, well, I don't ever think I had one that actually said Linda Carter. It was just the Wonder Woman TV show doll yeah. or whatever. It was made by Mego and all that stuff. And I had like three or four of them, yeah. I think. But I always would like try and spin it by its hair and it, yeah. you know, something. <laughs> I don't know. It would fall apart. Anyway, they're worth like yeah. $300 now. Wow. Or something like that. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. Why didn't I keep them. those yeah, five dollars? Four, you said? I think three or four. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I found them on eBay or one of them on eBay and got it in. And then I was looking at it and I'm like, what the hell? What did they do? Like, it's not like, like anything she wore at all. Yeah. I mean, you mean like they ruined the doll's costume? Well, like the co- the Wonder Woman costume is a painted on bustier. Yeah. And then it had some panties, some star panties on there. It yeah. was really strange huh. how they made it. Um, yeah. But <laughs> just thought. And then they had this separate Navy uniform that was like, it was hanging on a hanger yeah. and had the hat. It's like, I'm like, <laughs> what is this? What is yeah. my, Well, no, I mean, it was really cool, but yeah. then why didn't they put that much effort into Oh, I see. Yeah. The Wonder Woman. Like part. the regular costume. Yeah. It was like, yeah. that's so weird. And I think it's because that's the thing I had to fit, but yeah. Um, so I decided that I was going to make that outfit, like a re- yeah. recreation of her outfit. For the doll. For the doll. Yeah. Okay. Which, and how old were you? Oh, God, way too old to say it. No, I no, mean... I think I was 31, yeah. maybe 30, okay. 31. Cool. Probably 30. Um, but as every designer said, <laughs> I wanted it made. I didn't really want yeah. to make it. Actually, that's not true. I take that back, but I'll talk about that later. Um, I didn't want to make it, though. And mom, yeah. my mom made my mom do it. Yeah. <laughs> so she was coming <laughs> home from work, and every day she was exhausted. And I'm like, get on the machine. No. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> Like a slave driver. And she was up until 11 or 12 every night. And I'm like, no, that's not right. You've got to adjust the angle. Like, you With know. Your, <laughs> your little, your tiny doll yeah, costume. Yeah, giving all the yeah. dolls for the, all the doll <laughs> stuff. And, um, oh, she was mad at me for a while. But it was like every night for three weeks. And I think she thought it was fun at first until yeah. I started to be like, no, it's that's not, not quite right. right. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> she, anyway, the final straw was we made, had to make the cape. Yeah. And the, the cape was pretty detailed, but I figured out how to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I figured out what it was, and my dad and I argued about what it was. It was just a, a circle skirt, but it was like a three-quarter circle skirt. Yeah. I don't know if you know. I mean, I know what a circle skirt is. Yeah. yeah. So the pattern for it, though, is just a big circle, right? I you was in take Greece out a section once, of it. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I've been in Greece and West Side Story, oh, yeah. so. So you've worn a lot of I've worn skirts. several circle skirts. Yeah. <laughs> so her cape was a giant <laughs> circle skirt, um, and I... No, I said, it's a, it's a circle, Dad. I was like, they cut a section of the circle out, like a quarter section. He's like, no, it's a U-shape. And I'm like, no, it's not. A U-shape would do not do that. Yeah. So anyway, we figured it out and got it sewn up. And Mom's like, I'm done. Don't ever, yeah. ever ask me. Never make me sew again. <laughs> but it was really cool. And then I did a lot of handwork on, on the doll thing. Um, and somewhere in that process, I decided I couldn't have been 30. 
had it been like 28, probably. Yeah. Um, somewhere in that process, I decided that I thought that I might start going back to school. I yeah. didn't know what, for what at that point. Yeah. Um, and I'd been a culinary manager for a restaurant chain here in Dallas for almost 10 years. Cool. Um, and I had the most seniority of anybody in the company, but I wasn't happy. Yeah. I was kind of getting fat. That's such <laughs> like, that's such, you know, for, for artists, I, I hear a lot of people with a similar story who like, so I, I definitely want to go back and talk yeah. more about like what you were doing creatively, like before, before but <laughs> I think that's so common. Like, you know, you find yourself in a profession that's not like creative and, and I, you know, I, I go back and forth between feeling like, you know, there's like the one true medium for an artist. I think maybe a lot of us could be happy doing a lot of creative things. That's just, that's my feeling. I know some people are like, no, it's music or it's nothing or like it's painting or it's nothing. Um, but yeah, so, so let's, let's go back and talk about like, I would love to know, like, you know, I, I think about these things in terms of like human development a lot. So like when you're little, it's a curiosity. You're just kind of like, you're, you're kind of getting lit up by like different shapes, colors, sounds, whatever. Um, and then when you start to be like a younger teenager, I find that that's when a lot of people are kind of like, I did skip over about 20 years, didn't I? Yeah. You skipped 30 years, I think. Yeah. Um, people start to feel a little bit like, um, like maybe they're starting to feel like I'm good at this. Like maybe this is part of my identity. Right. And then, like, I think when you're, like, 17, 18, 19, something else happens. So, mm-hmm. what was going on with you? Like, So, I well, I think that my teacher saw um, the art, the artist or yeah. whatever in me early yeah. on, and they nurtured that. Like, I was really lucky. I mean, McKinney has a really good school system. Yeah. Um, but I was really lucky to have the teachers that I had um, that weren't necessarily all from yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> like, they yeah. Mean, you know, and had people outside because they kind of... They can see things a little differently. Yeah, and it wasn't one, another. It wasn't like yeah. fr- a f- like always a friendly right. place for your personality. Yeah, um, yeah. and they they nurtured that and yeah, um, that is so important. Protected me, I think. Yeah, you know, which is odd because you really can't as a teacher anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's you kind know, of you don't have any power. Like helicopter parents will just cut you down really fast. So yeah, absolutely. So when you were, you're, you're meaning when you were like older elementary school, like young teenager, even like kindergarten. Yeah. I mean, um, and then you kind of took to like your creative assignments. Yeah, I did. And I hated, I hated reading. I hated reading (laughs) and I hated anything to do with math. Um, just, it did not. Yeah. Mom, my mom is a reader too. And she, she would be like, I can't. And my brother hates it also. Yeah. So, I, but she was like, I don't know why you don't read. And I'm like, I would just rather watch it. Like, yeah. Well, I think that's really the thing. I think, you know, if you, I love reading or I loved reading when I was young. Now I feel like my creative mind is like so busy with other things. But for me, I think I liked books because I could imagine them like bigger and better right. than like a, they were going to be in a movie. But nowadays, like, I don't know, movies are so yeah i mean and plus it's kind of like the people that get put in movies that have been books and all that stuff they're kind of stuck in that role yeah. i think and i'm i love going to movies and yeah. i'm afraid like the twilight books are probably the only thing that i've read and yeah. I, when i started to read it i was <laughs> yeah. like everyone i was in school everyone was like that's so stupid i can't believe everybody's so freaking out about those and i read them years later if it entertains you it entertains well i mean you. i read them yeah. after the movies had come out yeah and i saw all the movies so it was kind of like 
I don't know. Maybe I just don't like the idea that you can create in your mind. Like when you're reading, maybe I do yeah. that all the time anyway. So I want to break. Sure. And it lets me shut down. That's why I don't, I yeah. think, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, I think that's why I don't read anymore. Yeah. I mean, I listen to a ton of podcasts now and I, and if I read, it's like audiobooks and it's like nonfiction right. because I think like that imagination part of my brain is it like, it's so busy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, I saw those, honestly, it's the only thing I've ever read front to back yeah. without like, it being an assignment right. or and something. Right, and it was yeah. really, well, I don't even know if it had <laughs> um, but, but it, you know, so besides, I didn't have to think about it. Totally. So, so besides, um, besides like your drawing, were, were there other, like, were you doing other creative types of things? Like, I was very shy. Okay. As a child. Um, well, as a child. As a man child. As, as a human. <laughs> yes, as, a, shy. as a human. Yeah. Um, I would have loved probably to act or yeah. any of that kind of stuff. But also hated rejection. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> like I was also, not one of those people that yeah. like if I didn't get picked, like yeah. I would, well, I don't know if I hated rejection. I don't know. Something. It I just, just was did, difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You um, didn't have like the tools to like process it. Right. And think like. That I'm okay. It's yeah. Fine. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I would like, I avoided anything that had to do. I didn't even want to go to, I didn't go to camp. My yeah. mom and dad tried to send me to camp and I'm like, no, I mean, you I threw a fit. Of, you were, you wanted to be kind of like in your, in your shy, quiet space right. drawing. What about just like other like imagination stuff? Like, were you thinking about like stories or like, you know, lately I've been kind of on a kick of like, you know, being kind of imaginative about people, like thinking, like wondering about people and thinking kind of creatively about like, I wonder what's going on with those people. I didn't ever know. You, were, <laughs> I mean, to you, be just, perfectly you love honest, to draw. Yeah. And I love to be around my family. Yeah. Um, and all my cousins and my grandparents and all that stuff. I didn't really want yeah. anything else. So as you got older and you were drawing, like, did your, did you start thinking more about the visual art as like, um, you know, like a, like a skill set that you're building? Yeah. I mean, like in junior high and junior high, it really yeah. started to become my outlet. Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear about that. Like in, you know, what, yeah. what you remember, like, you know, kind of challenging yourself with or like, <laughs> it's going to sound so awful or like, and shallow. Like, no, <laughs> it's fine. Or, or like, you know, where were you getting validation? Exactly. Like, well, that's all that it was for me. It, was, yeah. it started to be validation because I was getting awards or whatever. I mean, know? right. So that's what I'm wondering. Like, what were you applying for? Like what well, was happening? The teachers at that time, I don't know. I don't remember ever putting stuff in or maybe they said that this project is going to be entered into yeah. or something like that. But, um, I think that it was seventh grade that I won a blue ribbon and, yeah. you know, a local art show or whatever. Do you remember what um, you were drawing at that time? I think that one was where they were teaching us to take uh, a picture yeah. and blow it up grid by grid, like a grid drawing. Oh, yeah, I see. Um, yeah. Blow it up on a bigger canvas or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then we had to shade it or color or whatever yeah. it was. Um, so it so was, it was kind people. of assignment driven. Yeah, and it was assignment driven, but it was learning a skill. Yeah. Um, How did that feel to you in terms of like, I mean, this is kind of maybe what I'm, I'm, I'm trying, trying to, to ask to. is yeah. like, yeah, like, for, so, you know, you go from as a child, just you're drawing like whatever, like mm -hmm. you're drawing Wonder Woman, you're drawing a horse, you're drawing a dragon or you're drawing a dog or, you know, whatever. And then, you know, 
when you start to have like assignments or like you kind of give yourself an assignment, maybe like, well, I want to try to, you know, but either way, you know, whatever it may be. Um, it's hard. No, it's really, it's really weird that you're asking me all this stuff. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I wasted so much of my life. Well, I, I don't know. I feel very like, like, this is why I like to talk to people because I think it's easy for people to project back onto an artist. Like you must've been X, Y, Z. And these questions are difficult to ask because everybody's so different. It's like, what was your version of like, whatever. So when you started doing assignments, you know, they were assignments, but they were making you like do things that you wouldn't have had yourself do. Correct. Yes. And I, um, I have learned over the course of time that I'm a very good regurgitator. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's, I mean, I I don't know why things that I would never have done on my own. Yeah. But I ended up being really good at it. Yeah. Um, and the same thing was real with art. I could you take can, the technical skills they were giving me. Yeah. And um, like execute them. Execute it. Yeah. yeah. I was just talking about this with someone recently. Like, you know, to be a professional artist, you really need both of these things. You need like, you need an imagination. You need to break rules. You also need like the ability to like execute technical skills. And you know, that's why like, I, I talk to people who are both ways where like as children, they were mostly doing this like technical execution, right. they, you know, they, they could do the things that people ask them to do. And some children like are terrible at that. And they're very like, I was wild. I was doing my own, like whatever creative projects. And then as an adult, I had to learn, you know, it's like, right. it happens in both ways. So it's, um, I was always good at technical, technical deep. Well, I don't say details because but like just but that yeah, skill, skill execution. Yeah. yeah. So I was good at executing or copying. And it was, and you were getting this validation, which like for that age is huge. Right. Like that time in your life. And especially if you're feeling like, like a little bit of a black sheep in your community. I know that that I felt like that growing up and, um, and having like feeling like I had a place in like, you know, my little music community was everything. Yeah. So well, I mean, and the thing about it in McKinney too, it was um, very, it's still Friday Night Lights. Like it, it was very yeah, it's sports oriented. Yeah. It's football. Um, and I was good at sports. That was another thing mm-hmm. that was tearing me in two different directions yeah. is because it's not that I was bad at them, but I didn't want Just to play football. Did, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're shy and you're quiet. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like yeah. I, I was a swimmer. Yeah. You know, and I swam on the swim team and stuff, but I never wanted to play football. Do you feel like it was like a, you weren't competitive or like, no, I'm super competitive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super, super competitive. So what, if you don't understand people, what I am is a narcissistic, shallow, shy (laughs) man child. A great combination of things. (laughs) So, um, anyway, I, um, if you're saying you're narcissistic, I know you're not actually (laughs) a narcissist. I know. Well, I'm related to one of those. So. Um, um, or maybe I've just learned. No, they don't do that. <laughs> <I'm kidding>. Yeah. <laughs> I know they don't. Um, um, I, I, so I was good at sports. I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, and I was really good at art and I liked it. Yeah. Um, and I liked everything that was ever thrown at me. Yeah. Basically. Um, except cross hatching. I hated it. Cross hatching is like, yeah, I know. It's where you do the yeah. real small yeah. lines. You shade with yeah. triangles basically. Shade, yeah. Or you know, well, I feel like if that's the one thing that you weren't into, it's fine. I could still do it. Cross hatching like is not, it, it's not anything that you need to own, No, but you could still do it. I could. Yeah. I mean, if I wanted to do comics, like, you know, I think that's probably why I never pursued anything in like comic mm. book. Cause art. you would have had to do cross hatching. Yes, it's getting everything. I don't know. Goddamn cross hatching. I don't know. 
So, um, so you were starting to win some things. This was becoming like an important part of your like identity. And was that something that like your peers or like other people were also like seeing you that way or did it, was it more something that like you were just kind of. Yeah, they did. I mean, I was always kind of like, if anybody had a question about anything like that, people would point them to me. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really think about it then, Yeah. you know, as a big deal, uh, or if they had something they needed done, like more craft stuff, I guess, they yeah. would come to me. Um, and I kind of... Did it... F- Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Did it feel to you like a, like it it did some of your um, like social outreach for you? Like it was kind of a... I... Well... It's such a leading question. I know. I'm asking it anyway. I know. <laughs> You know what I so, mean? Though? Like, I think sometimes when, when you choose like a hobby or something that kind of gives you these like identifiers, it can help. It can be a bridge. Like you don't have to always, especially if you're shy, you don't have to say like, I'm Michael. And like, these are the things that I can like, that these are the things that I might be as a friend or like what I, right. you know, if it's kind of like a, a reputational thing, it does like a little bit of that bridge building for you. It did. I, I, as how weird as it seems, as shy as I was, I was always not an outcast. Like, yeah. you know, I was kind of always in the inner group and I had a group of friends that I had That's great. my whole life. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're still, most of them Any are of still them around. Any of them creatives? Uh, strangely, no. Yeah. I, mean, I don't mean, know if that's like, I don't think it's weird. I just am curious. Like, well, that's not true. One, yeah. one of them is, and he actually is still in Dallas and uh, owns part owner of a uh successful candle and interior shop here oh awesome but um but that i'm just i think i'm just I think trying there to get was, an there idea were people i don't know i mean I, looking back i guess thinking about it like yeah now it, it's kind of like the breakfast club like there was yeah you had a, variety. a specific that's why i was wondering like i can usually i feel like when people have like a little group of friends either they're all really similar or it's like each person has like i think we all each brought something different yeah kind of like you get to be your own but i also had different groups of friends yeah. for different thing, different things. Yeah. So. I find that that is like often true for like young creative people as well. Like, especially if you're, you're from kind of like a smaller town um, or like you're from a place where you're not getting like a ton of like visual stimulation right. or whatever you kind of will um, exercise that curiosity in like different groups of friends. That's very true. I I think that I, um, even as a young adult, I would always seek out people or groups that I didn't understand. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah, um, and probably because you're curious. I mean, yeah. What What do you think? Like, I, well, I think that it's just like, you know, I didn't really. This is way too deep for the podcast. This is what uh, the podcast uh, is. So, <sighs> and we're at the beginning of it. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Caffeine. I'm kidding. Uh, I didn't really understand uh, as a child, like suffering and people being upset and like mm. depressed or being, you know, yeah, any of that kind of stuff. And so when I was 18 ish, I kind of sought out a group or family kind of that were befriended a person that ended up being the complete antithesis of everything that I'd known growing up. Yeah. Just to kind of 
I mean, thinking back now, of course, but then it was much different. Yeah. But I mean, I know retrospect back, yeah. is interesting, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, but I mean, thinking back now, I mean, it's just, um, I think that I was just curious yeah. to what it was like. And I don't think that it was a conscious thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm certainly glad and thankful that I did not grow up that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. cause it, it was just awful. And if it, it, you know, as a, an empathetic person, it is gut wrenching to think that there are people that are even worse than that growing up around yeah. the world every day. Like it makes my heart sick. Yeah. Um, see I knew you weren't a narcissist <laughs> yeah well <laughs> but so you felt like you I mean it was just you wanted to understand people right yeah and I didn't I mean I grew up you know in what most people consider to be white privilege yeah um but almost all people, I guess, actually would be considered. I mean, it, yeah. And, you know, if you're white, it's white yeah. privilege. <laughs> and I had, right? I yeah. had no idea. I mean, I'd, you know, and um, I still don't see, you know, I see it. I'm like, oh, that's just horrible. But I just don't think that it's like a, that people actually still are racists or that there is that around. And I can, mm. there are obvious things that point to, yes, oh my God, it's still yeah. here. It's worse yeah. than it ever has been. You just mean like, because it's not your experience. Yeah. You don't, and, yeah. It, you know, or it wasn't my life. Like it just wasn't yeah. mine. And yeah. I just, you know, I just didn't see it. Yeah. I also get very, um, I get, I get kind of obsessed and, um, I get like a busy brain about the experiences that I don't have. And I, I feel, um, I get kind of like sick feeling thinking about like people that I don't understand. Like right. I want to, I want to feel like I understand people, which is part of the reason why like I'm doing a podcast, podcast. where I have deep conversations with all kinds of different Great. people. So now I have to add podcasts to um, our list. Or you can oh, just listen to them, you that's know, true, but, but, um, <laughs> but I feel like for me, like I'm also shy and, uh, and I like like one-on-one -on -one and big no. groups are harder. And so I feel like it's such a perfect excuse for me to just like hear more people's stories, like get to know people. Cause it feels important. Um, and, and it feels, you know, I think I, all of us, you know, artists are different and people are different, but I do think that kind of curiosity about people is pretty common for yeah. artists in all sorts of mediums, like whether well, I mean, or not even, I think even if like an actor, like yeah. they, as far as that goes, they have to totally. study. And I think that that's how I approach my situations with people. Yeah. I approach them like an actor would. Yeah. You kind of want to like observe, right. pay attention, empathize, try to understand like what's going on. So when I said before, like, were you creative about people? That's what I well, mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> then I mean, you don't think about like, yes, I, will. I, I don't <laughs> like, know what to call that though, but I do think like, you know, where, where, talking with people does something for that creative part of your mind. And it's almost like it's a character study. I was going to say it's like research, yeah. like, but not in like a cold, like cl clinical way, but just kind of like what's going on with you. Who are you? What makes you like the way that right. you are? Um, having, I think that it also, that helps an artist in general in any medium. It helps them translate um, what they're doing to mass audiences. Totally. So, yeah. I mean, I think that those experiences you, file and I don't know that anybody would ever admit to that but we're like a big filing I know, cabinet that's, I totally agree but and I also find as I'm doing these interviews like it takes people let's see 
it takes people like More about a half minutes. an hour. <laughs> yeah. About half an hour to start going like, yeah, I do that. Yeah. I do do that. Um, cause I, I mean, I think most of us do some people like it's, it can be hard to talk about. It can be hard to self, um, to self evaluate mm. th- those kinds of things. Um, I don't know, but I, I guess I do think it's important. So like at the time that you were like turning, you know, 17, 18, maybe thinking about like when other people are kind of thinking about college, what was going on with your art I wanted, then? I was in advanced or was an AP art okay. in high school. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I was really lucky to have the teachers that I had, I think yeah. at the time that I had them. Um, and they, fostered and nurtured as much as they could yeah um i wanted to go to art school yeah um i knew that for sure i did not i didn't wasn't really stoked about college i don't think um obviously yeah (laughs) you didn't you didn't go until much later well i did but that's the story okay that's another story well maybe it's Um, fun but yeah so what happened you 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 wanted to go to art school but you felt kind of ambivalent about college so i i was also a varsity cheerleader Awesome. <laughs> in yeah. Bikini, which was, that was the first one in 25 years. And I was really good at it. Yeah. Um, so I was pulled between, again, the creative side and this yeah. athletic yeah. side. Yeah. Um, and I could have graduated high school a year early. Mm. And I didn't. Yeah. Because <clears throat> um, you were doing, because of cheer. Cheerleading yeah. and um, uh, student council stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're like, president. oh my gosh, I was so shy, but I, I was class well, president. And I was, I was, <laughs> I was the head cheerleader, shy. and I was wasn't the, the lead head of the play. Oh. Never would have been the head cheerleader. <laughs> I'm just, I was just, the only guy. I, I like it. I like this story. <laughs> they, they would not have made me head cheerleader. That would have killed them all. I would have killed them all, probably. But you were doing a lot. I mean, so you were I involved. Was, I was changed. Yeah. I was yeah. changing. As yeah. I got older, I was changing. And I, you know, a lot of it's attributed to my parents, because they yeah. pushed me to do certain things. That's and then great. there were certain things that I wanted to do. Like a class president. Didn't want to do all the other stuff, but I wanted the title. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. That's another podcast all well, itself. I but mean, my guess, like, so, you know, the podcast is called Artifice. We can, <laughs> well, we talk about that toward the end, but like, I mean, I think so many of us that have, that are looking at the world in kind of these different ways and seeing, you know, like whatever, whatever it is that we're doing, um, it's it's wrapped up in identity. I think some I've certainly talked to plenty of artists who like they know who they are. They're like creatively resilient from a young age. I, I was, was not that. like that. No. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can imagine that having this title of student council president, you know, it, it means you're accepted. It means like you're, you know, and and or then control. <laughs> sure. It, yeah. Sure. What, thought, what yeah. was my thought process at the time? Yeah. It's not really what um, happens, people. Right. But and but I'm you know I think that I would I mean I'm looking for evidence of creativity everywhere because I'm obsessed. But I would say that's also like you know kind of kind of hacking your comfort zone. Right. <laughs> like you know if if I have this title then like that means that I like have some control over like how people see me, what I, how I see me, what, you know, who I talk to, what rooms I'm in. That's true. Um, also, you got out of school early if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, also that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, having like, I, I would also say that's kind of a creative approach to like handling how to cut shyness school. or handling how to cut school or whatever, you know? Oh, if I do so, this, then I can get out early. If I do this, I can get yeah, out even earlier. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a lazy rebellious. Mm, that, that, you know, that actually I've got a 
you need to quote that. Like, that's like your that needs fat. that needs to be like your uh, that needs to be the title your, of my memoir. Your um your license plate it does. or something. What was it? It's too many lazy rebellious. <laughs> I'm gonna put that in my phone really fast. I mean, we are it. recording it, so oh, this is true. But you can also put it in your phone. I'm put it in my phone. Yeah, thank. Even though um, I don't put anything. And now I feel proud. Um, go ahead. Well, your me- your about? memoir. Yeah. Lazy Rebellious. <laughs> Lazy Rebellion. That's Parker. what I'm under. Yeah. Lazy Rebellion. <laughs> okay. So, so what happened when you were trying to decide if you were going to go to art school? Well, he's going to kill me if he ever hears this and he'll lie. Well, he lies to me now still, but my dad, my father, yeah. the artist himself. He's, you said he is an artist? Well, he, he he's, is he's not a professional. He's a landscape, landscape architect. architect but, it was in there. And I he's forgot. retired, yeah. but he still would draw and paint and yeah. stuff mostly draw when I was growing up but um he swears he didn't and I know that he did yeah <laughs> but I was like I want to go to art school and I could swear and it may not have happened my parents told me that I remember things out of sequence yeah or that I'm not remembering them correctly and I'm like you're the old one yeah like, yeah I think I think I would remember when I tried when to have this really me, important conversation yeah. with you I swear yeah. to god he told me you're never gonna make a living as an artist yeah I know he did. I got. I don't. I, ha- I had that one from my dad too. I really don't think that I made that up, yeah. like to make him look bad. Why would you make that up? I, I don't know. I'm. I'm inclined to believe you. So, and I'm. I mean, I swear, because it was. Yeah. I think it was during the whole time about me taking AP art. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It yeah. Because AP art was basically portfolio. So that affected you. Oh, like, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like what? What? Yeah, <laughs> what you know, am, what my my parents were similarly like you cannot major in music, and my little weird personality response to that was like, watch me, mm. and yeah, I, I, was I just definitely not that kid. I just did it. I moved here from Arizona. Although I was though, because of yeah. cheerleading, it was. The, other my parents things. were like, no, yeah. you're not going to do that, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to take classes and not tell you. I wonder if maybe like that. Like, you'll have to tell me, but I, I wonder if, like, maybe art felt more fragile or something, and it was too, like, too scary. A lot of times when I talk to people who, like, loved art in high school and they don't major in it right away, it's something like that. But, but you may know about, like, a rejection and having to do shows and that kind yeah, of Yeah, or like having, that like, even that, li- like, you know, having your dad, who you care about and whose opinion you care about, saying, like, you're not going to make it, it just wasn't something maybe that you felt like. I'm doing it anyway because you're like, what if you what know? If right. I I just I talked to so many people. Yeah, I mean, it could have it could something be something like that. Um, I, I How did always it feel? chose. Yeah, it's gonna sound. I, I'm full of like double negatives. Like I did this, but it's like this. Yeah. And so for me, I always feel like I chose the path of least resistance. Yeah. Um, with anything except a few lazy a rebellious. Few cho- yes, except <laughs> a few choice things. I mean, there were things that I definitely was like, no, watch me. Yeah. Um, and it never was really about sexuality or anything like yeah. that for me. It was just like, I'm going to do it. And yeah. You're just going to have to sit back. I'm going to be good yeah. at it. And I'm going to be good at it. Yeah. So I would choose things to fight that I knew <laughs> I knew I would be good at too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's lazy. That is no, very lazy. Well, I mean, or it's just if efficient. efficient. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, so I, so yeah, how did that, like, how did, I mean, what happened? Like, cause you were thinking about art school. You were like, it sounds like you were kind of like intending. I was intending to go. Um, and then I, the cheerleading thing came and then my conversation with my dad came and I was like, oh, well, 
if I can't do that, then, and my teacher, high school teacher, she was so upset and disappointed. I'm like, I have cheerleading and I can't, like, yeah. I'm not going to be able to do it. Like I thought yeah. I was going to be able to. And it, I, it was all based on that conversation with my dad. Yeah. Um, so what, so what'd you do? What I, happened? I went, that dove head first and then cheerleading. Yeah. In, um, in college or are you still? Well, like, I was still in high school. Okay. Um, but I decided that that's how I was going to go to college. Okay. Like, I see. I yeah. didn't think, I mean, my dad had the conversation with me about, I wasn't going to make it and about portfolios and, you know, if yeah. you're lucky, like yeah. that, that, con- that all actors kind of have that's that, such that, a, that, that's that such conversation. Like a dad, such a dad conversation. Which is not like my father at all. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe that's why they say that it didn't happen because it doesn't yeah. sound like anything he would say, but he did. Maybe he was just like. In a bad mood. Or worried, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Or like, who knows? I don't know. That's. That sucks, though. And I didn't imagine it, I promise. Yeah. Um, but so I dove head first into that and kind of put art just on the back burner. Yeah. That was the first time I ever did that. Did that my, feel like, life. how did it affect you? Um, I had another outlet. Yeah. That was physical. Yeah. And it was still sort it's, of creative-ish. Yeah, it's in the... It's in the creative realm. It's in realm. the realm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think that I didn't think about it that way yeah. at the time. Um, it was just a new yeah. outlet, a new yeah. avenue that I was getting praise in and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And so yeah. I just, my art just kind of fell away. Yeah. Um, in the like real, real time version of it or whatever. But, um, it, that was the last time that I probably drew or painted anything like, yeah. or created anything with my hands until that I can remember that was significant yeah. until I was like 28, probably yeah. like 27 or 28. And so during that decade, like you're, you know, 17 to 27, uh-huh. 18. I, I graduated high school and I remember getting into a couple of colleges. Yeah. Um, I didn't make NCA. That's what it was. Mm. So, you know, 18, you're, you yeah. have to try out for staff, National NCA staff, National Cheerleaders Association. Association. Yeah. Um, and it was based here in Dallas, all the camps and stuff were all over of the country. Of course it was in Dallas. <laughs> well, I mean, in all of the, of course, of course. It's in, I'm in not breeding. at all surprised that that is what was happening here. <laughs> um, but so as an instructor, an NCA instructor, you would get to go around to college campuses during the summer and you would teach the summer camps. That's mm. where all the, everybody goes to learn all the new cheers and yeah. routines and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's not like the movie where they make up their own. That doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. That was the only part about that movie that was off. I haven't seen it. You should watch the first one. It was good. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say some other stuff, but I don't want to do it. Not important. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but it, uh, what was the name of that movie? It's going to um, bother me now. Listen, I know what movie you're talking about. There's a musical of it. Um, There's a musical of that I th- movie? I mean... Unless I'm thinking of a different movie. God, it's a good thing. I was way older and graduated now. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I cannot remember. <laughs> maybe it's like one word. Maybe it starts it's with an true. S. I'll think of it. I'll it's think it's of not it Step Up, right? That's a dance no, movie? that's a dance movie. I, I don't know. I'll, we'll I'll think Google of it. it in a minute. It'll, it'll, it'll come <laughs> to you. So, the cheerleading movie. Yeah. Um, so I tried out for NCA. Um, and pushed myself in gymnastics. Gymnastics was not something that I excelled at. Yeah. Um, again, it was physical. Yeah. <laughs> you could hurt yourself. <laughs> I was never a kid that 
I liked to do something as long as I yeah. knew that I was okay physically. Yeah. Like I hated, I didn't like roller coasters. I didn't like anything. Yeah. I didn't like exciting movies. Like yeah. Anything no that would horror like, films. no horror films. Yeah. I, action movies I liked, but so nothing like. cheerleading I, seems though like safe and happy. And, yeah. I mean, I know cheerleading is super athletic, it, but. It was, but it was kind it's, of. It's more dangerous for the girls, for the girls. that are flying. Yeah. yeah. When I knew that I was never yeah. going to be one of those. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so you started doing gymnastics, yeah. but well, I mean, was... I did it when I was a kid, and I gotten sick or something. I was pretty good at it, yeah, like young. But um, I knew then. I remember thinking then that it was like, oh my god, I could really like break my neck. Yeah, like, I could really actually hurt myself. Hurt myself. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, like watching people. And I'm yeah. Like, Ugh. <laughs> No, that's not for, I don't need to go backwards in an arch to land on my head. Yeah, there's mm -mm. really just, I don't have to do a backflip. It's just not a thing I need. You know, funny though, funny enough, backflips were, I like to do those because you didn't have to like worry about going on your arms. Yeah. All my power has always been in my legs. I see. My whole life. Swimmer, whatever. It was all in my legs. Yeah, I have also no upper body strength. Mine was like, "Mm." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tried to do rock climbing like one time Mm-mm. and I was like, this is not, yeah. this is not the thing for me. Yeah, no. <laughs> like finger strength, like this <laughs> hanging my none. whole body off my none. finger. No. Um, Can't do it. So, so okay. So yeah. you were doing some gymnastics in co- like in college age? No, or high, in high, high school. school I mean, I've, I learned it all like standing backflips and that kind of stuff, but yeah. I always do the backflips because I didn't really have to do anything else. Yeah. Like it was just all my legs yeah. and over and go. And that <laughs> you was were it. like, done. Anyway, try it out for NCA. Um, and it was the year, it was 93, I think. No, it was some, spring of 94. But, you know, to be on staff, you had, or to teach in college or anything like that, yeah. you had to be on staff. And, yeah. um, especially here, because it was based here. And right. Yeah. All that stuff. And um, uh, I didn't make it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and it was only because, I mean, the, like number two person in the country didn't make it that year. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> at national. Oh my gosh. So it was like, I don't know if they just had so many people that were staying on staff or yeah. whatever the case may be. But, um, and then there was definitely an obstacle that year. Our, our sponsor changed and yeah. Um, and that was kind of like your, all your eggs were in that basket then. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I put everything else yeah. aside. And so I tried out, I didn't make it. I got a really nice letter that said, you know, you and I made the last round of cuts. Yeah, like they hired three people, I think, that year. Wow, or some yeah crazy number like yeah. that out of thousands yeah. of people. Oh my gosh! Um, and so I got a really nice note, and you know they were like, "We would love for you to come back," and you know that kind of crap. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, you've got to be kidding me!" Yeah. Also, <laughs> like this killed I me. I stayed and, yeah. here for a year. Yeah. For yeah to be rejected, and so. Yeah. The whole time we've been talking up to this, I, but what if I said, I hate rejection? Yeah, right. <laughs> the whole time. And so yeah. I was like, oh, well, fuck that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I was just. It, just, it like, was well, deflated. Yeah, yeah. Completely. It was horrible. Yeah. So then, like, you're finishing high school. I hadn't Art's applied not to college. happening anymore. I had yeah. applied to college, but, you know, I went to places that I was cheerleading. The cheerleading but, was going to you know, be the supposed to be, be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it probably still could have been, but yeah. I was like, I'm not trying out for college. If I tried out for staff and I'm. Yeah. What I was and yeah. as good as I was and I didn't make the staff, why yeah. would I try out for college? Yeah. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then I realized kind of that I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go and spend another four years. Yeah. I barely got out of high school. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I was popular and all that kind of stuff and had yeah. good grades, but I 
we literally barely got out of yeah. high school because I skipped almost my last half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like after I didn't make staff, I was like, well, fuck all this. Like, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. And I have passes. I'm, like, I'm getting out of class and I yeah. go to my brother's house and watch Charlie's Angels all day. Yeah. I mean, like. Yeah. That kind of thing. So that was like my first depression. Yeah. First I was going to say depression. that sounds like that's a depression. Yeah. yeah. So, and it was like, what else happened in that? Was there anything else that happened in like that decade that you think is like pertinent to like your, like who you are artistically now? Oh God. God, you ask no, hard a, questions. Yeah. <laughs> like tough. That's <laughs> also because we drink on a time clock. We don't have a group of people in front of us. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Um, not that I can remember, I'm sure that there yeah. was, but you know, I, but it was mostly just like you were depressed and yeah, like I was avoiding depressed and done. Yeah. Like I was like, just done. Yeah. Just and, kind of biding your time, like uh, doing this and that job. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I did get hired by an NCA sub thing, like to teach yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I was doing that, but it was kind of like, yeah, it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> like, and well, even the, like owner of that that had gotten these people to hire me and they hired me because they knew who I was and all that kind of stuff there he was like why isn't he on staff and they're like yeah. well this was this weird and so they went back they went back yeah. and pulled the file yeah to see why they didn't hire me and it was all related to the new sponsor I mean yeah. I found out later it wasn't yeah. even me it was Ugh. a letter from my high school sponsor I wish people would be I was just I was interviewing a guy a couple weeks ago and we we both got um, like these rejection letters as freshmen mm -hmm. from BYU. I applied there as a freshman and then went to North Texas. I was like, I didn't want to be here anyway. Right. Um, I was the first person in like three generations of my family to not go to BYU. Um, and then the complete irony that I taught there later is not lost on me. <laughs> um, I, I left and had a totally different thing. And then just forgot. I just there. forgot. Um, and then when I, when it was horrible teaching there, I was like, I should have known. Right. But, I, but my friend Ryan and I both got these rejection letters at age 18 saying, not only do we not want you in our music program, but you'll never be a musician. You need to choose different. And he and I are both like, we're both professional musicians Seriously? and have been. Yeah. And I, I just, I wish that people, could understand what that does, how fragile you can be. And like, mm -hmm. I, I have a stubborn streak. Like I didn't earn that. That's just my little personality. And so I'm also like very soft and very like, fragile. I, I am very fragile, but I'm also just like hella stubborn. So, you know, I'm like, ow, I'm going to never forget about that. <laughs> that is a part of me now, but also what's your sign? Uh, Aries. Uh, yeah. But I was raised by a narcissist. Right. So I was an Aries to the gut. A little Stepped squished. <laughs> yeah. But it's in there, you know? Yeah. Like, so yeah, I mean, I think I'm a soft Aries, but uh, I'm a soft Aries and you're a lazy rebellious. So I'm a lazy Scorpio. Those are the things. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I, I wish that people could be, would understand how important it is to be careful with 18 year olds. It is such a fragile time. It is until you teach them. Yeah. I don't know. And then you're like, I, I loved, I love teaching teenagers, I but I too, think actually, for me, it's just because like I needed me as a teacher when I was mm -hmm. that age, I needed someone to be like, you're a person, you're a full person, but you're also a not child. a full. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you are a person, but you're 
prefrontal cortex is not done. Right. Like you are still yeah, baking. Amy has some yeah. baking time to you, do. Yeah. You're you need, still soft we need in the to middle. be a little careful with you, but yeah. also like respect you and listen to you. Which it's funny that we all went to art school. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to art school late. So, and it was still like, oof. Like yeah, I, it's hard. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you know, I'm hearing you talk about these things and, you know, be like a little jokingly self-deprecating, but I just think like you just probably, I, I imagine, um, that you, you, you knew in some way that like, if you went to art school at that time, it would have like broken kind of, you. Yeah. It, it, wouldn't no, have it totally worked. would have, yeah. totally would have broken me. Um, yeah. and it was so funny because, well, it's weird to think about that too, but I didn't have, I didn't put myself in a situation in uh, growing up that there was going to be that much rejection. Yeah. Um, just because I, I didn't want it. Couldn't, couldn't yeah. handle it. Yeah. Um, and then I went through a series. I mean, it started, you know, and I didn't ever lose anything either that I yeah. <laughs> ran for. Like, <laughs> I ran for class president and I won. And yeah. so it kind of like, then I went for cheerleading and I went for varsity and I didn't not make it. And then I yeah. got class president, like, yeah. you know, this on and on and on and on. And then um, to step into a thing that you think that you're... Yeah. For it's sure. golden. Yeah, yeah, it's golden. And then yeah. you're like, what? It's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's your it's your heartbreak. And I don't know if y'all know this, but cheerleaders are not the nicest people. <laughs> like, we're like, yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, uh, I think teenage girls nowadays are, are really, worse. I was going to say, <clears throat> I think they're changing. I think they're different. Yeah. I think they're better. Mm. I think teenage girls are like. Oh, that's true. I, I the like female empowerment is like, it is working its way from the bottom up. I think I, I have a sister who's 18 and like, and I teach a lot of teenage girls and like hearing them talk about like their girl, their female friends. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, wow. Well, I mean, they're, starting, I go back? they're starting to have more. Um, I mean, again, Wonder Woman, but the new Wonder yeah. Woman was awesome. Totally. It was really, really, well, really I, good. I mean, you know, we don't need to get political, but I think, Donald Trump being the president has made a lot of young women be like, we got to stick together. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I think, I, I think that's sure. changing a little bit. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, when they you are, were I in high school, back. when I was in high school, cheerleaders were, were nice. nasty. They were nasty. Yeah. nasty. Well, no, I mean, they're all my friends still, but I'm sorry. Y'all were bitches. <laughs> I mean, teenage girls can be scary, women. but I, I do. I, Maybe I'm just an optimist, but I, I do think it's getting better. So in this decade mm -hmm. that you were like not doing things, I guess I want to ask one other totally hard question about it. Do you feel like you were like learning stuff about yourself that like let you make those changes Absolutely. in your 30s? Yeah, um, I, I think, I, well, I started bartending. Okay, so I did move to LA. I did okay. take a chance. Yeah. After all that happened, I yeah, was you're like, keeping, like I don't, screw it. But then I did this totally. Yeah. Screw it. I'm going to move to Los Angeles. <laughs> and so I moved out there thinking... I think in my head, well, so the store that my, my grandmother and my uncle had, Yeah. I think that in my back of my head, I never planned for anything. Cause in my head I was always like, Oh, it's going to be mine Yeah. when I grow up. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, in 1994 I had to close Oh no. Um, after like 35, 40 years in business wow. because of my uncle had gotten sick and you know, insurance and all that stuff. Yeah. And so they, they shut it down and I was like, what? What am I going to do <laughs> now? I didn't, yeah. didn't make staff. And I'm like, what? My yeah. whole life plan that was like is like the same folded. time. Yeah. Yeah. 94. Yeah. It was a few months before I didn't make staff. Rough year bad. for you. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So you moved to LA. I moved to LA. I was like, screw it. I'm going to go to LA. So I did. I packed my car, you know, and I kind of went a bit shit crazy when I was 18. Yeah. When I turned 18, I was like, ah, yeah. I don't know, I don't know well, what happened to me. I mean, I don't know that much about McKinney, but it's a suburb. And <laughs> I just have to, I mean, you probably just felt like I got to. Well, I had always been like the good kid. Yeah. Like I was the one like, you don't have to worry about him. He's fine. I'm yeah. like, I'm not though. Yeah, but I'm not fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> such a thing. I mean, that's it's such a thing. Just because I do what I'm told doesn't mean I'm not having uh, like total inner turmoil yeah. and all my dreams right. were crushed this year. Yeah. So, so you went to LA, you moved were to LA, packed my car, went out there with one of my best friends and um And it was a crazy time. It was uh, not though. Yeah. Crazy. It was kind of like crazy. So I moved into good. my cousin Marina Del Rey. Cool. And worked at the gap. Cool. Those two things don't equal out. <laughs> Like yeah. there's no right, right, right. You just you went to McKinney <laughs> yeah. in LA. Yeah. yeah. There's no. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you stayed in like except a very expensive McKinney. Yeah. 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 Upper middle class white white people. Yeah. Uh-huh. God, thanks for putting that into perspective. Yeah. <laughs> now I have to think about that tonight. Sorry. Um. Nobody's ever said that like that before, but I'm like. <sighs> Yeah. The gap is, I mean, I if, mean yeah. if it's not that, what is it? I know, it's white privilege. <laughs> that's what, white, that's what mm-hmm. the gap is, yeah. Yep. Um, so, again, worked with, uh, had some really great bosses there. Yeah. Um, they were really cool LA girls, like, you know, drove yeah. a Miata. <laughs> Do you feel like that was maybe like, important learning for like the for, fashion industry I and do. merchandising and Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. I mean, I, I yeah. never thought about that. I actually, that, that was what I did yeah. outside of lifeguarding and cheerleading. Yeah. Like, that was my first job job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the gap. And it was during that whole cinch it, you know, Saturday night live cinch it yeah. and all that stuff. Was I was like literally eight years old. So I'm probably not even that. Yeah. Jesus. Christ. So it's, it's all fine, but, uh, uh but I can't relate. Yeah. No. So <laughs> I was too little. <laughs> was working at the Gap and um, I was shopping it. at couldn't ba- afford to Baby live there. Gap. Yeah, thanks. Yes. <laughs> you know you're you're making your way onto my list. I'm not gonna tell you which list no. it is. No, I'm kidding. So um, they ended up the girls that were my managers ended up being my mentors and um, yeah, that's great. But still, I mean, I was making like yeah five twenty five an enough. hour or whatever yeah. it was back then. Yeah, but I mean, uh, who? The only people that could afford to work there were rich white people right. that didn't have to do anything Right. Else. They were working there like <laughs> for fun. For, for so the they discount. could buy yeah. extra drinks and <laughs> yeah, yeah. or whatever. And it was like and there was a woman there like that. She lived in Los Angeles and she drove down from Malibu every day. Yeah. You know, that like was her. It was like slumming a hobby. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And uh living with my cousin who I love to death but is also bipolar yeah it was just um, hard and your cousin was young too yeah she had just yeah. she was in uh grad school at pepperdine yeah um and you know we both thought we were older than our grandparents so yeah <laughs> we I mean, knew the best for as everybody you do and, at that age which yeah. again is why we have to be careful with 18 18 year olds yeah. yeah and um it just was not it wasn't good yeah. like and i thought i would go out there and i think that in the back of my head i thought i would be discovered yeah. Like, you know, I didn't really have to apply for anything or do yeah. anything, but it would just happen. Yeah. And um, again, the whole rejection thing was in play. Like, yeah. I wasn't going to do anything else that yeah. I was going to be told no. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's just no way. Yeah. At that age. Yeah. I mean, acting was another viable that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but, 
you know, you have to act. Yeah. To be a working actor, yeah. you have to go on auditions. <laughs> you have to try things, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it just and is, like, a little fragile. Tell people no and, yeah. or get told no yeah. all the time. Like, and I just wasn't going to do that. And so... I call my mom after about four months and I'm like, please come and get me. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I do that kind of crying when I'm upset as well. But I mean, that when that they know and that happens to me when I try to talk and I'm crying, yeah. it's like if I'm not just like sobbing. Yeah. If I'm trying to talk, then it's really, really bad. Yeah. Like so they, like that. So they got you out of there, you went back to Texas. And mom came, got me, and she's the only caveat is that you have to enroll in school immediately. Yeah. And I'm okay. like, Okay. So you did that. So UTD. Okay. UTD. It was the first year. It used to be just a junior, senior, and graduate yeah. level. And in my year, 94, fall of 94, it, they had opened it up to freshmen and sophomores. Mm. Um, and it was batshit crazy. Yeah. Like, it, I, I was worried about being micromanaged. <laughs> yeah. That was like, the whole school was being micromanaged because... Mm. Um, they had let undergrads in. Yeah. And so they were having these panels and these talks. You'd have to go after every class to a social worker or counselor or whatever mm. because they wanted to check to make sure that the school was performing at an undergraduate level. Yeah. And that the professors were not teaching at a graduate level. They weren't huh. treating it like a grad student. Yeah. <laughs> Which probably would have been better for me yeah. <laughs> at the time. Um, cause I, I went, I'd honestly got all the books. I put on all the roles that you're supposed to do, yeah. like all the faces and all that crap. Yeah. Um, got all the like, planners and all that stuff that yeah. you're supposed to do and went for two days. Yeah. A full two days. Yeah. But I went for two days. I did all my check-ins. Yeah. And I remember getting in my car to go to my apartment, which again, privilege. Yeah. Um, and thinking, there's no fucking way I'm ever going back there ever yeah. again. Yeah, like, it just was not working. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, and all we'd basically done was get syllabus. Yeah. Syllabi. Yeah, you just and felt then, bored. Yeah, and yeah. then check in with the people. But I was like, this is going to be every day Yeah. for four years. Again. Yeah, and like if I'm going to be bored, it's on my own terms. Like I, just, I couldn't do it. Yeah. And so I didn't even know that back then. I mean, my life skills were so great that I didn't know you had to withdraw yeah <laughs> from college um oh, no. well i mean i just didn't i just stopped yeah. going it was kind of yeah. like high school and i yeah. cut out and go to my brother's yeah. house i was like eh, I'm yeah i'm gonna do that you know and my mom and dad i didn't tell them yeah, of course and of course. so um i remember thinking somewhere like mid-semester i was like they're gonna probably be really pissed like, yeah that they paid yeah. the money <laughs> like, yeah. gone and they're paying for an apartment yeah. and all that stuff. And I had my very first college roommate, I think, was a lot like you. Very, very creative. Very just like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Right. Yeah. I, I've never been that way, but I, I've seen it. I know, I know that that is, I know that 18 year old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just, I was done. <laughs> so then you, like, you worked your way into the culinary thing. Yeah. So I, I started, well, I mean, halfway through the semester, and I'm like, they're going to be so mad. Like, pissed just pissed and i was like yeah. i've got to do something for money like, yeah at, at some point yeah and i don't know who told me they're like well you're gonna have to go wait tables and i'm like yeah. what do you mean wait tables yeah i'm gonna have to i what? only work at the gap <laughs> i don't know what are you talking about <laughs> unfortunately and uh, not unfortunately and fortunately yeah i 
did work at a little sandwich shop in McKinney for a summer or something like yeah. that. And so this was back people before you had resumes and crap like that yeah. for to be a waiter. Like you didn't have to do that. You just fill out an application. Yeah. Um, and I just started applying like to restaurants that were around where I lived. Yeah. Um, and there was some rejection there too. It's like, yeah. you don't have any experience. And I'm like, I'm 18 years old. Like, yeah. how am I supposed <laughs> how to, am have, I supposed to yeah. get experience if you're not going to hire me? Yeah. Um, and so I think somewhere in there, I just started lying. Yeah. Like honestly, yeah. To be brutally honest, I think I lied. I decided, well, you know, you can't I be just honest to get a job. Yeah. So you just lie. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a thing that, it's a thing that happens. <laughs> and they didn't check. They didn't have the internet and all that crap yeah. back then. Like you could lie and get away with it most of the time. Yeah. Um, so you worked your way up. So I worked my were... way up. I started waiting tables and then yeah. I started bartending. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this restaurant that was Texas, Texas based, but they were in Houston, um, was opening up here and I started up. Well, it started as a bartender. Cool. And it, the restaurant itself was not uh, like a full service or uh, fine dining. Yeah. But the bar area was. Okay. And so they still had liquor and all that kind of stuff there. And it was in um, Highland Park. Yeah. A um, nice neighborhood yeah, for those and, that are not here. Right. Well, yeah. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another gap situation, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, and learned, really learned how to bartend there and that kind of thing. And, uh, and it felt like a place that I could work yeah. for a long time. It was yeah. it was owned by two two uh, husband and wives, two couples, and in, in Houston that had a really nice, nice fine dining restaurant. Yeah, and you know it was the kind of place that they would get you if they knew something was going on, or like it was a special day, they would get you like a gift card to Pottery yeah, Barn or so something. You, <laughs> you know, it's like that kind yeah. of thing. Like it wasn't like. A, <laughs> Because I worked at Chili's and I did yeah. all that stuff too, which is Dallas based also. But it, um, but this really felt kind of like felt, a, like a family, sort right? Of. Yeah, and you know, and there were all these opportunities. Like if they if they really liked you, you could always just go and work at their place yeah, you in can Houston, kind of the work. really nice one, the yeah. really really nice one. That's like you know five hundred dollars a plate, yeah, that kind of thing. Working your way up, right. and I imagine too, like you know, people entrepreneurs are always creative. Yeah, so you're still you know. <clears throat> I can imagine that feeling like these are these people are people that I can be around for yeah. yeah yeah and it did and I you know I was there for two years I think a year and a half two years before um with an opportunity to be a manager for them yeah. came up and um I applied for that and that was the that was out of my comfort zone yeah for sure because I didn't even though they knew who I was and all, all that crap I still had to go through the interview process yeah and that was discomforting for me. Like I yeah. didn't want to do that. Yeah. Like, it was that you know, like you know who I am. Like yeah. they wanted me to get dressed and like yeah. put on the show and all that stuff. And yeah. I did. Um and I got it. And that was kind of the start again of I was twenty one, maybe. Yeah. Twenty one or twenty two. But that was kind of the start of the upswing of things and yeah. things started being yes again. Yeah. Like yeah. okay. You know, like yeah. that the what did you call it earlier validation uh, yeah it was being validated yeah in a lot of ways yeah. and so that was kind of a start it's cold in here and it? i'm i'm fine i'm freezing you're freezing <laughs> yeah uh, you said you run hot i do but i've been talking oh 
Yeah, I'm usually always hot as well. But I mean, it's like 65. You need, I mean, I, yeah, I don't even, I feel totally fine. Really? Yeah. I'm like. You're cold. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I started with that and then that was a whole nother um, set of skills that yeah. we think throw them away. Um, not skills that I necessarily liked. Yeah. <laughs> Paperwork and yeah. checklists and that kind of stuff. I was always good at Get the... Get your mic up there. Sorry. <laughs> I'm being lazy. Um, I was good at the uh, show part of it. Yeah. You know, I knew how to do that. I knew how to put on a smile and yeah. Polish up and But you, it was making you, you were like, you were learning some things. So I want to like, I want to go forward to like when you were applying, when you were, when you, like what was happening right when you were like, I'm, I'm going back. Go back. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you what, spent your twenties like learning how to yeah, be, be a, a grown up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, As we all do learn how to be a grown up in our twenties. But what really we, we try. took the, no, <laughs> I was a grown up in my twenties. Kind of, ish. Um, I had been working there for almost 10 years. Yeah. The same company. Yeah. Um, And I had a friend, my best friend was uh, from here, but he'd gone home to San Angelo. He'd gotten sick. Yeah. uh, Just like my uncle. Um, Almost. They're like the same age. Well, I mean, no, he wasn't even 30. Wow. Um, But he uh, was sick and I was trying to go. I was going down to San Angelo every, I had two weekends off a month and then I wrote my own schedule yeah. um, and that kind of stuff. So every time that I had off, I was going down there. Yeah. And somewhere in that time period, he took a really bad turn. I mean, he, he got sick and ended within a three year span. Yeah. Um, but I was on vacation. Um, one of my vacations that I had a year. Um, and came back home because he'd gone in the hospital. Yeah. And it just got really, really bad. And so when I was going down to see him, though, it was a lot of waiting. Like, mm-hmm. you would just kind of wait. And yeah. so during that time period, I started, like, sketching or doing something. I don't remember exactly how it started. Yeah. But I would sketch while I was in the hospital or just doodle or whatever yeah. the case may be. And um, also with him, I would watch DVDs yeah. of old series. Like, yeah. Like so we watched Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman yeah. Charlie's Angels, which... <laughs> I don't know if y'all know, but the Charlie's Angels wardrobe was uh, Givenchy sport, which was oh. uh, Givenchy's first uh, foray into ready to wear. I guarantee that these guys <laughs> don't know. <laughs> well, if you don't know, maybe who, if you don't know who Givenchy is either, it's Givenchy. A lot of people yeah. say Givenchy. So we know it because of Beyonce's song "Formation." Oh yeah, we learned it. We were like, "What's that word she's saying?" Oh, uh, Givenchy. Yeah, or is it that one, or is it anyway? Beyonce sings it. That's why I know it. Maybe everyone else knew, and I was the one that was like, "You know who that was based on?" No, Uh, Bob Foss. Bob Fosse. Yeah. 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 See, you know. We all know things. Yeah. I know Bob Fosse. That's a music. That's a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's a music guy. Well, he's a dance guy, but he's a musical theater guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so Givenchy did the Charlie's Angels wardrobe and you were like looking at these things. And I, was there also maybe an element of like, you know, your cousin's like, he was like about your same age. Oh no, he's just my best friend. Oh, your best friend. I'm sorry. Um, and feeling like, were, were you feeling like you were thinking about like your future in a different way? Um, I was. And not in the forefront of my mind, but I was yeah. like, 
what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Like, yeah. Well, and seeing like, when he was five years older than me Yeah. and not old. (laughs) Yeah. My mom died last year and, uh, or two years ago now, almost two years. And when she got sick, she was 50, she was 50 when Mm -hmm. she got sick. She died when she was 52. And it made me really think like, oh my gosh, life is just too short. You got it. You cannot spend any time doing stuff that makes you miserable. You just can't do it. Yeah. So, and I, I you know, know, I didn't even, I didn't even register that that's what was happening yeah. in my head. I was just like, God almighty, like, yeah, what am I doing? I need to do things. Yeah. Like, you know, and then I, he was getting worse and worse and work was getting less and less patient. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to not go I'm, down there. Yeah. I'm so, not going to, I'm not going to miss being with my yeah. best friend. And so. Yeah. Again, that's a privilege thing. I mean, I was in a place where yeah. I knew that I had family and had support and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And they knew what I was going through emotionally and they were there to like, yeah. okay, you go ahead and do yeah. whatever you're going to do. Yeah. Like you're going to do it anyway if, yeah. if we tell you not to. So, yeah. um, uh, I put him on notice and you know, everyone was shocked and I'm like, I, I can't. These are just my priorities. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, and so I went down there. I quit work and had enough saved, which is unusual because I never yeah. have savings ever. <laughs> um, but I had enough to be there for a while. And yeah. I knew that he was probably not going to last for very much longer. Yeah. And so I was down there full time and living at his, with the, at his partner, with the, at his house with his partner. Yeah. He was mostly in the hospital. And, um, I started painting and drawing and reading. Wow. And reading. Yeah, well, you said you never did that. It was the Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> well, so, I mean, it's not really like. <laughs> it's reading. Clinical research. Yeah. I mean, it was for me because I wanted Miranda Priestley's job. Um, the Devil Wears Prada is a fantastic movie. Uh, yeah. My husband and I talk about that movie. Andrew, my husband, he'll be like, why is no one ready? Uh, why is no one ready? <laughs> the way she says it, why is no, no, no one ready? That wasn't a question. Um, <laughs> see, I would have been really good at that job. Yeah. Really, really good. I would have excelled at that job. You would have been so mean. Uh, you That's know, your point. Yeah. But I mean, like, you but can amazing. be mean and yeah. get away with it. But, like, you know, Stanley Tucci was nice in that movie. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't yeah. see the movie from his perspective. Yeah. Or about, it wasn't about him. Yeah. He was not really that. Ooh, you know that cellulite is one of the main ingredients in corn yeah. powder, don't you? I mean, like. <laughs> You're right. He wasn't a nice person. <laughs> he, was, he did kind of help her, though. He did kind of. Although he helped her, like, ruin her relationship and stuff. Correct. Although I also kind of feel like her boyfriend should have just, like, supported like, her and been like, you have such bit. a good yeah. job. I know. Yeah, like, like who cares about your grilled cheese sandwich? Yeah. Get out of here. I know. I have the coolest job. And look at these boots that I'm wearing. The <laughs> Chanel boots. <laughs> the Chanel boots. <laughs> anyway. Chanel boots? Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> anyway. Actually, I liked everybody in that movie but her. Yeah, she was kind of off. I mean, not Hannah Hathaway specifically, yeah. just the character. The character. She Boring. Was such a, like, meh. bratty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why don't you get that these people are amazing? Why is it taking you so long? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, you do want their life. Trust me. Yeah. You want their life. You totally do. Everybody wants to be us. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. You're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, and I think that's another book. Had I seen the movie first, the book would have been easier to read. Because yeah. I had to start the Devil Wears Prada at, like 15 times. Yeah. To get into the meat of it. Like yeah. I was like, 
I do know Mic that up. I do know that reading <laughs> for me is like taking an Ambien. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. And I've had sleeping problems my whole me life. Me too. But super bad insomnia. If I read Yeah, you're gone. I'm gone. Yeah. And like I don't even know what happened. It's like somebody hit me over the head with the hammer. Yeah. It's like <laughs> So you were reading the Devil Wears Prada, you were painting, you were doing stuff. I did. And then And went- then you know, he passed and I decided somewhere in there, I was like, I should probably go back to school. Yeah. And I was like, what are you going to do? I mean, these are all conversations that I was having in my head. Sometimes they were out loud with myself, but most yeah. of the time it was in my head, you know, during all this craziness. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so what's the, what's plan B? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it felt like that point I'd been living plan A the whole time. Yeah. Um, and I was, didn't have a plan yeah. B. Like yeah. I, I'd, I'd lived my plan B already. Yeah. And so right, your plan A was art school and then, and then it was cheerleading yeah. and <laughs> it then was like yeah. plan A subset one, yeah. like, you know, yeah. whatever the case may be. And I, I kind of was like, holy shit, you know, um, yeah. cause you know, you think you're when you're 24 or 25 or however old I was that yeah. that's the end of the world. Like, yeah. Um, and so I started kind of researching I don't know. I guess it was probably the, the Devil Wears Prada yeah. about being a buyer. Yeah. Like that was my first like thing into fashion school. Yeah. Like I was thinking I'm going to go be a buyer. And I knew regardless of where I went that North Texas was going to be where I would go. Yeah. It's a great um, like art school. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and they just are known for those yeah. programs too. Yeah. And yeah. so. Um, it's funny. I We were talking about this before, but Michael and I were at North Texas at the same time yeah. as each other. <laughs> Different ages. Different ages and different buildings. Way different. So you went back to school. I, I want to spend more time like talking about what's going now. So let's like, yeah, if I we know, can, sorry. let's like, no, like I said, I like, I, I want really to accompany on, on tangents. So. That's what this is about. And that stuff's important. You know, like, I mean, whatever is important from your perspective right. is like the well, stuff it's that all, matters. It's my life. Everything yeah. is important. <laughs> right. Like yeah. everything is important. God, don't you know who I am? I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so yes, I researched being a buyer and all that stuff and I was going to go to UNT and the more that I researched the degree um because I was not entering like with a light heart like yeah you were tired yeah I was done I mean I did not I still didn't want to go back to school at that point and I had been out of school for 10 years almost yeah and uh and it's I mean it would be so hard to go to college and be like a decade older well I mean I've, I've always been not that you could tell from earlier, but I'm very like, I'm a, have my bullshit meter has always been full. Like I yeah. just can't, <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. Like I'm just like, Bleh. yeah. And so, um, for me to swallow my tongue or yeah. anything thoughts that I had and, you know, say, okay again. Yeah. And that kind of submissive oh manner. My gosh. I, I f- so can relate to that. I, I also feel like I can never ever, I mean, my bullshit meter has not always been full, but it, it is it is full <laughs> now. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just I I cannot imagine having to like reverse any of that. Yeah, I feel like that would be excruciating. Well, so, the, I've found that the only time that I can do it is if it's something new, like if it's something that I'm interested in and I'm learning. Yeah, and it's something new, then I can I totally you fall can into stay that curious. role. Yeah, but I can't yeah. in general. 
yeah. like general terms. Like I could yeah. never go back for general education or anything. Yeah. Like I just can't stand it. Yeah. I'm like, that's a complete, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I've been in LA at the gap. <laughs> at the gap. I know things. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it was, I realized that, um, buying, uh, a merchandising degree is basically like restaurant management with yeah. clothes. Yeah. So there was nothing creative about Not really about creative. It. Yeah. yeah. It's more like allocation and all that crap yeah. that I hate. Like, Hospitality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, not that there's any, there's a need for it. It's just, yeah, it's just not, not what you're going to do. Yeah. And so, you know, and somewhere in that time period, the whole Wonder Woman doll thing happened. They yeah. were my mom. And I was like, well, I basically, that's what I did. Yeah. Like, and didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And then I remember that when I was a kid, when mom was playing golf one yeah. day, I tried to make there was fabric for whatever reason. Yeah. And I tried to make a pair of pants Yeah, as a kid, yeah. like eight or nine. Yeah. And I threw it away cause I was afraid I was going to get in trouble yeah. for cutting up whatever it was I cut up. Yeah. But I remember having a crotch curve. Yeah. Which I the crotch curve for you people that <laughs> are like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. So it's the scene that goes underneath right. your butt. I assume your what you're saying is you were noticing something as a kid right. that was, that was there. Yeah. And yeah. so, and, and that's basically pattern making. Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, it has to be curved. And yeah. And it wasn't right. Yeah. But it was But you knew, there. but you had that kind of instinct. Yeah. And I cut into fabric without thinking about it. Yeah. And so I was like, hmm. Maybe so, this is something. Yeah. yeah. And um, I just started researching fashion design. And I mean, UNT, if you're going to be here in the region, is one of the best schools that you can go to. Yeah. Um, they have next to the Met, they have the, the second largest collection of historical garments and wow. couture garments than yeah. the Met. Wow. Like they're the next in line. That's awesome. So it was go started North by, Texas. yeah, it was yeah, started it's by, like um, that for jazz too. Yeah. It's like this, people are like, where in Texas? <laughs> and it's like, I know it sounds like podunk, but like right. there is hip stuff happening in Denton. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Pawnock anymore. It's so big now. Yeah. But I anyway, it's the either. Texas Fashion Collection, um, which Myra Walker ran for umpteen million years before she retired. But it's the it was started by Stanley Marcus in nineteen sixty six. He was the founder, co founder of uh, Neiman Marcus. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that as in Neiman Marcus? Yeah. You and told so me. Yeah, they um like you can go up there and say, I need to see all the Chanel's that you have from 1955 through 1960 wow. and they'll yeah. pull them all down and you can look at them and look at the insides. And, um, nobody knows that. Yeah. I, we didn't even know what students yeah. like. I did not until yeah. after like the extensive research yeah. library that there is there, but it's yeah. like, it's huge. Massive. That's crazy. And, um, so I enrolled in college and then I was looking at all the stuff for fashion design when I went it was still a portfolio yeah. thing like you had to turn in a portfolio it wasn't a mass acceptance like yes mm, you can just right. come and then we'll cut right. you later it yeah. was, you had to apply and get in and all that stuff and so there was a little bit of trepidation there in that aspect because yeah. again of I mean, course. at 27 I still yeah. didn't want to be rejected Yeah. and um, so there is a section of the portfolio requirement uh, that said, if you've ever made anything, submit it now. Yeah. And um, I hadn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. you know, I hadn't done anything. And so I decided to get a pattern, an evening dress pattern, and I hand beaded the back. Wow. There was a strap, a double strap that went across the back and an X, and I hand beaded those. And it took 
about four months, but I, hand beating was something that I was good at because yeah. I'd grown up around it. My mom didn't mind beating yeah. and that kind of stuff. She'd just yeah. never do it. But And so I started doing it. It took four months and I worked on it every day. Yeah. And my mom didn't couldn't help with the pattern, like the instructions, which yeah. I don't know if you'll know, but if you don't know how to sew and you go out pattern, you would like should be able to teach me or like you will never want to sew ever, ever, ever again. Yeah. Like don't start out with that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just a nightmare. Anyway, so I had an aunt that would I could call and say, What does this mean? Yeah. And she would try to explain it. And yeah. so I made it through it and it actually came out pretty good. Um, is it around? No, it's not around. I threw it away just because I don't know if you noticed, but we're you on have, overflow. You have some things here. Yeah, there's some things. And so and this is not all mine. It's mine and Maria's, but I cut the straps off. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you Wait, you hand beaded this? Yeah. I need to take a picture of this Both before of I leave. This is crazy. I can't even imagine. That's awesome. So... And my grandmother that owned the boutique hadn't passed at that point. She knew that I was going back to school and she saw me beating and working on the dress and the gown or whatever. It was a gown. It wasn't a dress. And um, she was like, mm-mm, like from the bar yeah. one day. She's like, nope. That's and I'm like, what do you mean? Do and she was like, no, she was saying, oh. don't do it. Yeah. She was like, don't do something else. Like, don't oh. get into, like, don't get into fashion. She just didn't want you to be, like, tired and exhausted all <laughs> yeah, the time. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I had no idea what she was talking about. I'm like, what yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. You know, and she's like, it's just, it's not what you think it's going to be. And yeah. Like, was she right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I knew that I um, wanted to, North Texas is really good. It's a great program, and they teach you much more than just the fundamentals of fashion yeah. design. Um, it's also hands-on, but they don't really delve into couture, which yeah, is- which is um, what you love. Which what I loved. Yeah. Yeah, it was, because it's technical. It's very yeah. technical, and it's execution yeah. of technical skills. Right. Yeah. And that's what I excelled at. Like, yeah. I wanted to learn, and I yeah. wanted to figure that part out. And so, um, but again, I got into college. I got in, I went to college the first, I went to, like do some basic stuff yeah because I had no credit yeah again yeah. I, I lied because I just said yeah. I'd never been to college <laughs> but you know I don't think they yeah. kept records for 20 yeah. years yeah so um I started with like you know history and English I think and something else during the summer program summer yeah. term and I actually was okay like I was worried about going back and then I was fine yeah. like it would kind of like just kind of melted in yeah um and then that fall I took um, more of the art core because you had to take certain classes before you could apply yeah. for fashion. So I tried to do it all as quickly as possible and I got in and out in four years. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, that was very determined and focused when I actually decided. Yeah. And so um, that spring, we had to turn in Oliver. And, you know, I started back in college and I hadn't drawn or painted in 10, yeah, ten, ten years, years or so. Yeah. And I uh, started getting praise again. Yeah. And so I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, this. this. I remember yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It's <was> great. It was <laughs> fabulous. You know, and I didn't come home every day at 2 a.m. smelling like a restaurant. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the draw, it, you know, the art core was great. And the other stuff, I was like, eh, it's okay. You know, yeah. like. You yeah. have to do it. It's just part of it. It's yeah. a couple of hours out of my day. It's not yeah. that big of a deal. Um, 
and uh, that spring for spring break. So we had to have turn in the portfolio that spring. Um, so we d- I did it, and it was just I remember it being like this, like whoa, yeah, like yeah, Whoa. that feeling of like, oh my god, it's yeah. gonna happen again, right? Like, totally, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was totally PTSD, yeah, because it was like walking into the interview for NCA, yeah, and doing all that stuff. I mean, it was the same kind of stuff yeah. up, like they were at a desk, and you. What happened? Uh, I got in. Yeah. <laughs> so Great. we turned in our portfolio. <laughs> had to drop it off, and they don't give you anything. They're like, we'll let you know sometime either during or yeah. after the break. So that was the scary thing is you turn yeah. in your portfolio before spring break. Yeah, and then and you, you don't know. feel like you're going to throw up yeah, the whole the break. Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. Fortunately, that year, I went my first trip to Paris. Oh, with, great. Um, so, and you were you were there, like, doing fashion things. Yeah, well, yeah. so it was um, not a school-related yeah, activity, but, but I the, just, the design department chair... It was Cindy Moore at the time. She was um, interior design, but she yeah. was the d- over the whole design department. She takes a group of students every year somewhere. Yeah. Like they would go somewhere. Cool. And so I went and was there with like eight other people that applied yeah. to fashion yeah. <laughs> and then a few others. But so we were kind of all in the same boat. Yeah. I don't know. It was... Um, was very mean girl still. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they're like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it was also because I was 27 and they were yeah. 17 or 18. Yeah. Um, and maybe that, that's probably what it was, yeah. but I didn't really think about it because when you're in a group of people, I kind of, I'm a chameleon, I guess. Yeah. And so well, I you told, you adapt. said that before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, came back home and I, there was a letter there and they had been there, but they didn't want to open it because they didn't want to tell me bad news or anything like that. And they were worried for me. I think my mom and dad were worried because they were like, we didn't want to tell you if you didn't, because my grandmother, she did pass. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that I think it was in January she'd passed, but, um, anyway, I opened it and now I got in. And so they register you, like when they send you the letter, it's all, they register you for your classes yeah. where you don't have a choice. Wow, yeah. Like they separate and register. And wait, this is your, you're still talking about the bachelor's degree. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. My, my BFA. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, it, you had to work your other classes around those yeah. classes. But anyway, I was like, I got in, I got in, I got in. Yeah. So I was very excited. Um, and very excited. I was very excited. I'm so like, <laughs> it's Friday. So you're I, tired. Tomorrow's like my Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow's your busy day. Um, Um, yeah. So anyway, I got in and, uh, you know, they recommend taking, they give you recommended schedule when they wanted you to take 15 hours. I'm like, there's no way now. Like, no. Uh -uh. So I decided that I was going to take 12, but I was also going to go to summer school and winter semester and all that stuff that I could, so I could get caught up. I didn't want to be in school for five years or six. And, uh, it was great at first. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, okay, I, I really like, I want to talk about what's going on now. So, okay, I'm sorry. So that's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to fast forward us. Forward. Okay. So you went, you went to fashion school. Yeah. It was mostly like you liked it in the end. You still like fashion. Mm-hmm. I know because you're still doing it. Yeah. So um, like, okay, just like really big bullet points. What kind of like big stuff was happening like between then and now? Just like, oh. like, like, did you? I'll, I'll put it in question. Did I not well, know that you, I wanted this business or? Yeah. Well, I want to know like, okay, I'd like to know like, how did you meet Mario? Okay. So Mario and I met at the Jean-Paul Gaultier exhibit. Okay. At the DMA. 
um, through Dallas Museum of Art. Dallas Museum of Art. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I just think everybody knows who we are and what we're doing. You know, when I interview people in Salt Lake, they do the same thing. And I have to be like, listen, nobody knows. People do not know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the Dallas uh, Museum of Art or Museum of Art or Modern Art. I don't. If it was Modern Art, wouldn't it be like D MMMA or MMA? I don't know. Listen, Ooh, I'm not the one city. that's from here, okay? Uh, it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I just did a speech there a few weeks ago. I drove by it earlier today. It's Dallas Museum of Art. I think it's just yeah. DMA, yeah. Um, so uh, Mario was in a competition for a Balenciaga exhibit, and he was there was a friend that I was at work with that I was in school with that was a mutual friend. Yeah. And I hadn't seen him since we graduated and called and said, are you going to be at the thing for Myra, which was our professor for fashion history. And he's like, yeah. So it was the Jean Paul Gaultier exhibit. And I had trained in Paris the summer before graduation and and couture sewing. And there was, when I worked with his milliner, Jean Paul Gaultier's milliner. Wow. Um, And so I wanted to go see the exhibit anyway. Yeah. Um, And Mario was there. And he was sort of on a date with somebody else, I think. <laughs> but yeah. we kind of never been apart since then. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I met him. He was the first person that I'd ever met that was gay that didn't drink or smoke. And I didn't meet him yeah. at a bar. And I was like, oh. This is something. Yeah. To be. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. So will you tell the listeners, like, about your business? Yes. Like, what is this so, business that you have? Petit Atelier. Um, petit Atelier. I always make people repeat it. So petite, petite atelier, atelier. Okay. Yeah. In French, it means little workshop or little studio. Yeah, I googled it. You did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I know petite. Je but I was like petit yeah. and I, People don't even know petite <laughs> until and then they sell. I don't. I can't even say how they say it wrong because I can't say it wrong really. But and that sounds so snotty. Atelier. Atelier. Yeah. Atelier. Atelier. Yeah. They do yeah. that all the time. Atelier. But I'm like, and then I got tired of hearing that, so now I make everybody repeat it Say the first it again. day. Petite atelier. <laughs> Atel E A. Yeah. Listen, I know you're from Texas. You can do it. You, you can guys. do it. Yeah. <laughs> even if you're from the Bronx. Yeah. You can do it. It'll happen. Um, the Bronx. What the hell? But anyway, so yes, petite atelier means little workshop or little studio. It is we are a custom design house, um, but we also with custom design. So what does that mean? Um, Custom design is a way of saying couture without saying yeah. couture because couture only happens in Paris. Right. Um, Maybe New York. No. No, only Paris. Only in Paris. <laughs> okay. um, the reason I say that is because yeah. it's it is it's a all that haute couture means the literal translation of it. Do you know? No. It means highest sewing. Highest sewing. So when the people are like, I've got a couture or fragrance, I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah. It's so you don't you guys. know what that means. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Like, research the word. Yeah. Like, Google it. I Googled petite atelier. <laughs> I didn't Google haute couture though. Haute couture. Haute. 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 That's right. I did take French in eighth grade. Haute couture. Um, I'm sorry I had to correct you. No, I'm so glad you did. Um, it's, uh, couture is only happens in Paris. So to be a couture house, a couturier as it were, you have to be registered with the French government. You have to employ so many citizens Mm. from France. Yeah. Um, All the finishing work has to be done in Paris. So you have to have an atelier in Paris. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So 
Okay, so you do custom design, do which custom is design. kind of couture, but not yeah. because it's Dallas and it's not Dallas Paris. It's Dallas, and, and we don't sew it by hand. I mean, yeah. We sew it by machine. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, there are several custom design people here in Dallas, and they're, yeah. at, Dallas is actually kind of a fashion hub. I, I, as it, I'm not surprised by that, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to look for a fashion designer while I was here. Yeah. I mean, there, and I'm surprised you found there's so many that are here that you, you know, could have done. But the thing about us is we, you, you responded yeah. first of all, <laughs> so which is that so important so to me. No, I really no. like. I well, you know, to be completely honest, like I think it it means a lot about the types of people who respond. Right. So yeah. I mean, I, I well, so our I, I find our it thing valuable. Was, is we did not. Uh, well, Mario is not here, but he he's much more the designer than I am. I'm much more kind of the teacher yeah. in that respect. But I, I, I like to share the knowledge yeah. that I have. I don't think that there's anything that you should that you know that you yeah should have. So to that's keep one reason when I was like when I was googling and looking, and I found um, I found Mario's name first, and then I found your store, and then I um, man, I just it's such a cool idea. So I mean, just for the listeners, yeah. like so we, what we do, it's custom design. We do custom design, but we also teach. We're yeah. a learning studio. So um, what we developed into is uh, kind of a it's basically a fashion design, a collegiate level fashion design program. Yeah. For people that don't want to go back to school. Yeah. That are non degree seeking. Yeah. So we're not certified by the yeah. state where none are no kind of constraints from them yeah at all like that oh i shouldn't say that out loud god i'm not gonna look. no 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 one who um, is gonna have an issue uh, is, no. gonna, is gonna listen i think so um there people come to us that don't want to go back to school yeah. but they want to learn the skill yeah for personal reasons for yeah. professional reasons you're helping the people that yeah. you were yeah yeah whatever the case may be yeah so they come in uh for classes I yeah. come in once a week for four weeks um, yeah. for two and a half out to three hours, depending on what the class is. Um, and they come back. I got it. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird to me because yeah. I wouldn't come back if they talked to me like I talked to them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that I talked to them in like a negative just, way, yeah. but it's just like. You got to like, fix that. Yeah. I'm you got to get you, your beating right. You have to take that out and redo it. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because I said so. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's how it comes across, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but it's, I have developed, I've went to school so far as to develop my technical skill. And by technical, I don't mean like anybody of my friends that are hearing this or <laughs> I went to school with. Yeah. It's not, I'm not talking about tech design. Yeah. Like that yeah, kind yeah, of thing, yeah. I'm talking about like the actual sewing yeah. skill. I pushed that as far as I could. I mean, I went to Paris yeah. to learn, you know, yeah. and got pissed off while I was in school there at one of the people about a portfolio class. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. That's not what I'm here for. Yeah. I don't care if it's the curriculum. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. And so it turned, Petite Atelier turned into, you're right. It was, I was building a place for people like me. Yeah. Um, that, that wanted to learn the skill or learn how to do something without having to deal with all the other bullshit yeah. of it. And, um, that's what it is. That's what we do. I love it. So at the at the end of the podcast, I like to ask people a little bit about like a couple of kind of uh, abstract questions about your art and uh, art identity. God. So uh, so um, 
I think maybe the first question, is there something? No, it's just, oh, oh he hasn't turned the clock back. Um, I was oh, like, yeah. there's like, no what time? way. No, no. It's, yeah, <laughs> okay. it's, it's not. It's, it's the daylight savings. Whoa. It's the daylight savings ghost. Um, I like to ask people, uh, like, uh, okay, so I want to know, um, wh- how do you feel about, like, is your art a reflection of you? Does the art, like, a, f- a f- change who you are like how how do you feel about the relationship between like your identity and the identity of, of your art? work yeah um i would say well there always has been another person involved yeah. so um that was a learning skill on all its own yeah um because uh mario is very he's very the parisian designer like the mastermind and yeah. has these very couture like Oh, I want it to fly up, you know, like yeah. very detailed. Yeah. Um, as an amazing ability to sketch and yeah. illustrate in such a small amount of time, whereas I would pick it apart yeah. and yeah. <laughs> go over it and it would take me weeks. Yeah. So he's much more the artistic vision and I am much more the head of the atelier pattern maker. Like yeah. you can't do that. Like yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. not possible. Yeah. Which he clearly tells me it you on find a, weekly a way basis yeah. that he makes it happen but yeah. i just am like okay well technically skill wise you can't do that yeah like <laughs> <laughs> they don't have that in a notebook anywhere that you can yeah. look up how to do it like <laughs> maybe on the fly yeah but you know skill wise yeah um and so we balance each other out in that way um yeah. which is funny and irritating yeah i mean but you know mario relationships is one of people are. he can just like pick up a piece of fabric that looks like crap and fold it five times and cut it once. And it turns out like this 1950s gown. And wow. I'm like, I hate you. I really do because <laughs> I mean, I would get there, but yeah. it would take me not that. I yeah. mean, it would take me longer than that. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really nice to watch him work. And then he, he would never say this and why he's not here, but like he likes how detail oriented him with like, you know, the sewing instruction yeah. things because I will take it out. Like yeah. if it's not right, I'll yeah, fix yeah, it yeah. instead of just like, eh. I mean, do you feel like, like, is that, does that match your identity? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, it does. It is a direct reflection of me. Everything. I swear to God, every garment I've ever made, actually anything I've ever made ever. There is true yeah. literal blood, sweat and tears. In yeah. Every piece. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a client garment that has left here that has not had a tear on it yeah or your dna is on it my dna is definitely <laughs> in there yes i would say so sweat yeah for sure probably hairs oh yeah let's not talk about that though <laughs> um but yeah for sure sweat and definitely blood by the way people if you bleed on your garment or your clothes or whatever not bleed i'm not talking like a cut cut like a yeah. gusher yeah but if you drop a blood yeah, like a drop of your fingertip or something. Your spit dabbed, dabbed on a paper towel, and then dabbed on the garment will remove the blood. Wow! Thanks your for saliva the tip. has an enzyme in it that will break the blood down. That's so. <laughs> your blood, not someone yeah. else's. Really? Yeah. That's so interesting. So I mean, um, you can't like. And yeah. now I'm loogie yeah. in here, like, <laughs> yeah. and think it's gonna come out, but you can like dab, dab That's it. That's so funny. So, um, okay. So then my other question is this, like, you know, I, 
I never know like exactly how to ask it because again, it's a little different for everybody. But I like to talk about this kind of like art and artifice, which like, I mean, those are just two words. You know, you could also call it like, I mean, it can, it can be, it can be a lot of different things, but for you, is there any sort of like, um, distance between like the thing you present and like what Who it I really means? <laughs> no, I mean, not in terms of your identity, but I, I mean more like, you know, like for example, like I interviewed someone recently who talked about like, uh, her balance between like intention, like the plan that she has and then like just intuition, like feeling. So I, I feel like we all balance these kind of like, it could be like the practical, right. the like playful. Um, again, having a partner, a partner, a life partner and a business partner that we have a business together. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, You're balancing it. Yeah. We balance that off of each other because I am a planner. Yeah. Whether I execute the plan or not. Yeah. I want a plan to be in place. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I didn't used to be that way, but yeah. Or not consciously. Um, and if there's just open free time or whatever, I can't, I don't thrive. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You gotta be busy. I'm I'm a fight or flight person. And, um, usually I fly. (laughs) I don't don't fight very often. I mean, yeah, occasionally, but not, not as a general rule. Um, yeah. And, uh, so if there's not a plan in place, to fall back on that kind of yeah. like peace, like, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And so, um, Mario and I balance each other in that way. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to answer that question without yeah. it being here. Sure. Um, so it's, <clears throat> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want, is there anything you want to say about just like art, like yes. what it means? Go take business classes as your electives. Yeah. Don't take more art classes. Don't, take teaching classes yeah that will come naturally yeah take business classes yeah just a couple yeah just basic business yeah because you're not going in a university environment you're even as a grad student it's like you're going to be in the studio forever like yeah. that's all you're ever going to do is to be in your studio and creating all this yeah. stuff and yeah. then you're like oh people just fucked you over hard like that's so true i, I mean I mean, and some of us learn it from, you know, our parents, some of us learn it from other jobs that we have, but you are not learning it in your stu- in the studio. Yeah, and yeah. about your work and, and how you, to value you to your know. time and yeah. like that kind of, I'm, I'm grateful for, again, the restaurant, the yeah. tenure, you know, it helped yeah, me you learn did how to all your deal right with people. Pieces. You did them in the order that you needed to yeah, do Yeah, but then it's like, it's still, you still, you just don't have that, this is, I'm here this is what I'm doing. Yeah. This is what I deserve to be paid. Like, right. And this that's is not an instinct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not going to have an instinct yeah. for that. So take business as many business um, classes as possible. Okay. Uh, um, I think I'm ready to wrap it up. I want <laughs> to ask yawned. you, that's why she's no, exhausted. I am, I am tired. He's not wrong. <laughs> this is my third interview today. Um, yesterday she, I she came in. in and she thought it was going to be like, fine she's like i don't care if we go off on tangents and no I'm like, i oh, do, I, there's gonna be so many i'm true i'm i mean that i i do i feel very like if my goal is to like just capture the kind of like you know essence or whatever of like each artist i'm interviewing i just ex- fully expect that to be oh, just it just is what it is <laughs> that can be our title and i'll give you i'll give you more financial benefit because you okay. came up with a title of it. 
book. Not that anybody will yeah. read it, but deep thoughts. This but. can be the outline for mm, it. Sort of. Um, I think maybe the last thing, I usually ask everybody at the end, what's your dream collaboration or your dream oh project? But what I would love, since we haven't actually talked that much about like the actual things you love, can you just describe maybe like the perfect, like the ideal, like what would you want to make today? If you just had like all the resources, what what's like in your mind right oh, now is like geez. the thing that you'd want to make? What color is it? What's it made of? What's the shape of it? Who wears I it? Wants well. Who wears it? That changes like every today. Five years. Yeah, today. right now. Still, I think Angelina Jolie probably. She? How is she real? I don't. She's not. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, she's very fragile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when she puts her face on, she's gorgeous. Yeah, the um, cheekbones. Yeah. When she's just tall. Yeah. And her eyes are huge, and her mouth is huge. She has no boobs. Yeah. To speak of. I was gonna say when we were talking about the gap before it's white privilege and it's also no boob privilege <laughs> is, because yeah. if you have boobs, you can't wear anything from the gap, which is, I think part of the reason I wanted to find out how they dress Linda Carter in that costume. Cause she, because cause she, she has she's boobs. boobs. It's complicated. Boobs and it, boobs it's, are not easy. They ruin everything. I know. Well, and fashion. Yeah. Anyway. No, I've has a double D. <laughs> this is something I know. Well, um, <laughs> fashion is complicated yeah. for, and I'm also five feet tall. Mm. So, I have opinions about that. Yeah. But yeah, no boobs, giant eyes, cheekbones, mm-hmm. so tall. Okay, now, yes. what does the dress look like? Or, you um, know, I guess it doesn't have to be a dress. My I'm thing assuming it's is, dress. Uh, still to. So I've been obsessed with uh, Christian Dior's. Uh, now, now that I'm on the spot, I'm not going to be able to think of anything. Nobody ever can. It's just, um, yes. Yeah. It was his 1950s, the. Uh, Payette gowns, but they were it's a very specific name yeah. up for them, and I can't think of it. I had Sorry, a cake made for Maria's birthday that was a copy of that gown. Text me later, and I'll put it in the show notes. Yes, I will. And I oh, we'll find even a picture. Put a picture. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's famous. It was at the Met in the last the exhibit before last. But it's a shape. Now. Can you describe it? Like it's just a sweetheart neckline um, strapless gown. Yeah, but it's huge. It's like a Cinderella ball gown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's covered in payettes. It's hand hand beaded and jeweled. Yeah. And by payettes. And, and what what color would you make it? What I would if you were dressing Angelina Jolie? It'd be an exact copy of what, what was color there. is it? It's uh, like a gunmetal gray, black, oh, wow. and blue. Oh, I was gonna say this is kind of it's gray, close. This is this is. I mean that this is that color is in there. Yeah. Um, but it for it's along those lines. Wow. So. But it'd be a copy. It'd be a copy of it. But that's it, just the dream. Just because I that's, want to learn. How that's to the dream do it. gown. Yeah, because it's it looks like it's soft. Yeah. Like the pic, but when yeah. you touch it, it's actually all the stuff is very rigid. Yeah. And so it's got understructure and yeah. it's built up and it. I mean, they made wow. it do what it does. Yeah. And that's the part of it that interests me. It's yeah. not it, it, it's visually, just, it's stunning, but yeah. it's not a hard thing. Yeah. It doesn't look. <laughs> yeah, it looks very simple, looks but very it's simple, like but structurally it's very yeah. complicated. So that's 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 what gets me excited. That's always gotten me excited. I love it. Um, and then I think the last thing is just where can people find your your work? What, where can they look and see things and follow you and it's know more about crazy. you? It's crazy. Um, in custom design, our clients don't even want us to take pictures yeah. of stuff before we give it to them, like on a mannequin. Yeah. So a lot of them have a sign. Uh, an agreement that we won't 
yeah. take pictures of it, even for a portfolio. It's very oh, crazy that's and so strange. Sad. Um, but you can always follow the studio uh, on Instagram or on Facebook. It's Petite Atelier Dallas, I think, okay. for both of them. Um, Petite is P-E-T-I-T. Yeah. There's no E. And Atelier is A-T-E-L-I-E-R Dallas.com. Great. I'm sure she's going to put it in her thing. Yeah, I will. And then, um, yes, so it's... We have tissue also, which is, uh, tissue means fabric. Yeah. It's T-I-S-S-U, not tissue. I thought you said like, we have tissue. And I was like, what is. No, we have tissue. I was worried. <laughs> like we have tissue. I was like, who, why? No, no. So tissue is our, um, fabric boutique. Um, we actually used to have two separate spaces and now all this looks like this in here tonight. It's here. Because it's coming in here. Slowly. I mean, it looks like people have been doing creative things here. That's what everybody says. And I'm like, oh, that's just a nice way of saying it's a fucking hot mess. Like. <laughs> But yeah, so follow us on Petit Atelier. Um, and Tissu is still there. It's just in. Uh, You're just, it's in flux. It's in holding. Yeah. Yes. Um, we decided we didn't need two stores, like to have two storefronts. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just way yeah. too much. And yeah. it was right next door. Like, yeah. I don't, it was just. It si- really silly. was just like yeah. right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until October 1st. Well, for four years. I just think it's awesome what you guys are doing. If you yeah if I'll if you have any pictures or or if Mario wants to share anything, um, it was awesome to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thanks so much. Sure. And yeah, I hope I didn't go off too much. No, you're very normal. It's okay. very you're human like we all are human. <laughs> Thank you so much, you're Michael. Welcome. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our music is by Jerem Hansen and artwork by Sarah Keel. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, please send me a note through my website, emvocals.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.